1: Dread Podcast Network presents.
2: What's your favorite scary movie? Oh,
1: come on, you know I don't watch that shit.
2: Why not? Too scared?
1: No, no, it's just what's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big breasted girl who can't act, who's always running up the stairs when she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. Stay alive, Stay alive baby. baby. We are horror movie comedy podcast, and we're going to tell you the entirety of the movie, spoilers and all, this week. A very special edition is going to be told by the one
3: and only Ketrin Porter. Me? You? That's very exciting. Yes, I am Ketrin Porter, and I'm going to tell a timely tale to my partner, Ms. Burns. <laughs> <laughs> If you didn't
1: already know, this Friday is Friday the 13th. Which means we are continuing our journey.
3: And I'm going to tell you about Scream. (laughs) I can't wait. I've never seen it. Me either. It was great. (laughs) I loved it. Uh, No, I'm going to tell you about the fourth installment. This Otherwise known as the final, the final chapter.
1: chapter. This is it. Wrapping that's it up. It. No, there's no there's more no after more. this. That's
3: yeah, great. Yeah, this was, they They made this one. They called it the final chapter. And then they were done. They made two. The third one, they
1: finally got the, the iconic hockey mask. And then mm-hmm. they were like, one
3: more and we're out. And we're out. Yeah, yeah. So that's what you can come to look forward to in this episode
1: today. Um, this is one of my favorite things we do. We've for mm-hmm. every Friday the 13th, I think, since we've recorded, we've gone through um
3: a movie in order. So Yeah. And so far it's worked out that it also alternates. I know.
1: On our week. I mean I'm requiring it, but so far it has worked out. We haven't had to make any
2: changes.
3: Yeah. It's it's uh it's pretty cool. So this, this is my turn, everybody.
1: Um, apologies in advance. We will be taking another two-week break after yes. this. Uh, yes. So you'll be getting a couple more live shows and drunk cars um, because we're finally taking our yearly sync trip, which we didn't do last year. And mm-hmm. we're going to go to the East Coast and see our families. Um, yeah, I'm going to go see my new little, my new little sister puppy. Yeah, Um, I have a new baby cousin that was just born, like, this past week. Holy shit! Yeah. His name is Emmett, named after my grandfather, and I'm very annoyed that all of my younger cousins keep having babies before me to name them Mm. Delaney and Emmett and things after my grandparents. Do you know what well, I, I guess are their grandparents, gonna... too? But they're also my grandparents. Right. But more importantly, they're mine. And more importantly, I lived with them right. as a baby.
3: They uh, raised also, me. <laughs> I, well, here's what I am happy for you about. And I don't want to jinx it. If you're any of Kim's cousins, don't do this. I thought you were going to say that they named their daughter Miriam. Marion. Marion. Yeah. Like made Marion. Yeah. Which is my grandmother's name? So, there's still that. No, they also
1: they've used. Actually, this is the second Emmett, and then one Delaney. I was going to do Delaney actually, but then I now that this is all happening, I'm like maybe I'll do Marion.
3: I I don't know. We'll see. Marion made Marion. Also, have we ever talked about the fact that my biological grandfather on my mother's side is also named Emmett? Oh, yeah. Weird, Emmett Emmett uh, Bracken. And I went to uh, Boston this summer and to get out of the rain, we stepped into this like little like Irish pub, like as if we were stepping into Ireland Love it. and it was called Emmett's. Ah. And I was like, oh, that's my grandfather's name, whatever. And then we're sitting at a table and there's like uh, uh, an old timey like newspaper clipping yes. of this is who the bar is named after Emmett Bracken. What? And my grandfather's name was Emmett Bracken. What? So I texted my mom and I was like, "Is this our namesake?" She was like, "Yep, that's yep, that's who he was named after."
1: Wait, that's who Isn't he's that named weird? after, or that's his bar? The bar uh, is named after him.
3: The bar. Sorry, the bar is named after an historical dude named Emmett oh, Bracken. My grandfather was names. named
1: oh, after. I see. I see. I see. I see. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, so, Emmett. Mine was Robert Emmett. R.E.
3: Delaney. Mine was Robert Emmett Bracken. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. <laughs>
0: that's so weird. I'm not kidding you. Because
3: all his
1: mail would be R.E. Delaney. That's, like, always what it was. But he went by Emmett.
3: Yes. Robert <laughs> Emmett and he went by Emmett. <laughs>
1: that's so weird. <laughs> Must what? have been, like, the Stephanie of the times.
3: It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's very strange. Uh, well, this has been Family History Corner. <laughs> <laughs> Emmett's coming back.
1: <laughs> I, it's coming back with the great-grandchildren. Like, I have two yeah. now baby cousins of that, and then,
3: like, someone else I know, their kid is named Emmett. It's coming back. Yeah. All the old people names were once baby names. And there will be a generation of baby talking about their grandma, Tiffany. Exactly. Exactly. Their grandma, Michaela. And then it's just going to wrap around again. Yep.
1: This will be my first time seeing my family since before the pandemic. So, yeah. Very excited.
3: That's going to be awesome. i to see my nieces. Oh, yeah. They're going to be giant, giant people. adult humans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you are going weird. to hang out with adults. You guys are going to, like, go to a bar. It's going to be so weird. they are 21 years old now (laughs) since last i've seen them yeah 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 so weird
1: so before we tell you a movie we're gonna tell you a little story yeah uh so there's another amazing podcast in the horror space called black women are scary it is a radio dramatic podcast that celebrates and produces short horror stories by BIPOC authors. And, um, so it's really cool. Like the performers will read new works by up and coming authors in the horror and sci-fi genre. And then each episode is followed by like a curated online event where folks can get to know the author and each other, um, while contemplating the afterlife. (laughs) So we, um, Donated to their second season, and they did an awesome thing. It was like you know, like a a Kickstarter fundraiser kind of thing. So you get, um, they wrote a story of us as five About
3: girls. Us. Yeah, it's so we're gonna so cool. Yeah, so we're gonna read you this. We're each gonna take a page, and do you want me to read the first page and then alternate? Yeah. So okay, this is um. I'm so excited. Okay. I know. Here's our dramatic read. Yes. Kim and Ket Stay Alive by Wimoto Nayoka. Okay. I hope I pronounced your name right. Gina holes out. Tits up, Kim shouts, before tossing back another round of vampire vodka shots. (laughs) (laughs) Ket does the same and surveys the attendees at the Vegas Horror Con. I don't know if this is a lads weekend, Ket throws an over-the-top British accent at the end of her sentence. Nonsense, Kim chirps, clearly drunk. We're kind of working with the shows and all, so I don't feel like I can do this full on, you know? Kim doesn't know. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's check out the serial killer cosplay contest, Kim responds, ignoring Ket's Bud's kill concerns about appearing professional. <laughs> they don't know us at all. <laughs> she, <laughs> She drags her best friend from the bar towards the sign stating the contest will start in five minutes, but is stopped short when Ket is distracted by another booth. Look at that. She motions with her chin in the direction of a beautiful tent made of black and gold fabric. She doesn't wait for Kim to respond before following her curiosity and heading over. The ladies step into a vaguely Eastern European setting, punctuated by the smoky-eyed woman seated at the table, looking not at all surprised to see them. You made it, she says casually in a throaty voice. This is great, Kim sighs, (laughs) as though she had found a spa. Oh my god, I love them. This is so good. (laughs) She gingerly takes a seat at the velvet-covered table and Kat follows reluctantly. There's (laughs) (laughs) There's a creepy feeling in the pit of her stomach, making her regret her decision. Don't worry, people respect you and the work that you do, the fortune teller says to Ket unprompted. <laughs> Kim gasps and looks cheerfully at her best friend. She's the real deal <laughs> Kim whispers. <laughs> Kim whispers, even though everyone is right next to each other and everything can be heard.
2: <laughs> oh, so good. Make
3: a make a wish, the fortune teller purrs at them. A wish? Shouldn't you pull out some cards, tell us what's gonna happen? Ket asks. The fortune teller gives a sly smile, and Ket is distracted by the shimmer of the gold locket around her Mm. neck.
1: I wish we could stay here, Kim replies longingly. We had a good show. It's our lads weekend. (laughs) Why can't I do a British accent? Lads weekend. (laughs) There we go. It's our lads weekend. Everything (laughs) is awesome. (laughs) The fortune teller reaches across the small table and takes their hands. Ket feels heat traveling up from her (gasps) arm. throat and mouth before settling in the space between her eyes wow kim says softly and ket can only assume that she felt the same sensation the fortune teller closes her eyes and begins muttering words in a language neither of the ladies recognize her whispers seem to fill the tent and engulf them ket can feel the words in her chest and kim sways as if in a trance The sounds outside the tent slip away until all they hear are their heartbeats followed by the blood in their veins. Whoa. When their eyes snap open again, they're back at the bar with the vampire shots lined up neatly in front of them. What? Kim says while looking around frantically. (laughs) They make a beeline for the tent, but it's gone. What? Kat echoes staring at the empty space. Let's just go to our rooms and forget about this night kim's note of resignation is strong i'm not even drunk anymore (laughs) Ket doesn't bother to argue wanting to put the weird incident behind them (laughs) this will be a good story for the podcast Ket offers attempting to brighten the mood and stave off the queasy feeling in her stomach sure how meta (laughs) right Mm -hmm. sure is the last thing kim says before the quiet ride in the elevator up to their rooms The ladies wake up in their rooms, shower, get dressed, and pack up their things for the flight back home. The panic doesn't set in until Kat pulls her curtains back to find the shimmery nightscape of downtown unfolding before her. She calls Kim. Did we oversleep for the whole day, she shrieks into the hotel (laughs) phone. Check your phone, Kim replies flatly. Kat does, and she sees that not only has the date not changed, but they've somehow gone back (gasps) in time to last night right after their show. Something's wrong with my... It's not your phone, Kim says ominously. Meet me in the hallway. Standing in the brightly lit carpeted hallway, they face each other's panicked expressions. What's happening, Kat whispers. Why are you whispering, Kim whispers back. I don't know, Kat whispers screams back while trying not to cry. Let's just get our things and walk out of here, Kim says. She opens her door and Kat follows only to find themselves downstairs in the bar area. No. They share terrified looks before running to where the tent was and finding it there again. They angrily push back the fabric that serves as a door and step into the serial killer cosplay contest well underway. A lineup of Mike Myers poses on stage to an enthusiastic audience full of Freddy Krueger's leather faces (laughs) and more beloved murderers. Front door, Kat yells over the applause.
3: They hold hands and push their way through the crowd, keeping their eyes on the golden doors of the entrance that spill out into the hot night air. They finally step into the revolving doors and spin out into Ket's hotel room. Ah! (laughs) Poor trap! She sobs. Oh, God! She sits on the bed in defeat and puts her face in her hands. That's impossible. What about all the people in the hotel? Kim attempts to rationalize. Eric! Hatter! Tallulah! (laughs) Ket Wills! (laughs) Ghost cat, Alice! Kim can't stand to see her best friend cry and grabs her by both shoulders, hoping to say something brilliant. We're getting out of here. You'll see your husband and all your cats again, I promise you. What are we going to do? Kat sniffles. Realization strikes Kim and she responds with, We just have to find the fortune teller and wish ourselves out of here. How do you know that? Kat says. Because it worked for Tom Hanks, so it better work for us. (laughs) Sound logic. She grabs Ket and marches into the bathroom, which puts them into the lobby. Ah! They head to the. They head to. I had to pee. No, <laughs> they, he, they head. They to the bar, pass their vampire shots, and up to the tent. Ket starts to head in, but Kim stops her. We'll just end up at the cosplay contest or back in our room, she warns. They look around at all the people laughing, drinking, and having a good time. Do they even know what's happening to them? Ket asks softly. Only one way to find out, Kim says. She walks back and hoists herself up in the bar, up <laughs> on the bar. <laughs> Excuse me, over here! Look here! She yells over the crowd. She gets some attention, but is clearly no match for the noise. Ket joins her on the bar, and the two begin screaming at the top of their lungs. <laughs> this
1: this place, place is cursed. cursed.
3: The, the fortune teller is an, an evil genie. genie. We're, We're all trapped. trapped. Everyone applauds and cheers. <laughs> Beefy security guards begin to make their way over, and they grab the vampire shots and hurl them at the guards. This causes more cheering, and a few people pull out their cell phones to record the demise of Kim and Ket, who thrash and kick the guards <laughs> oh, as they're no. dragged off the bar. <laughs> Kim manages to kick one of the guards in the balls, and this inspires Ket, who bites the other. Mm-hmm. Ow! Wails the security guard as he recoils is and familiar, nurses his wound. This a
1: familiar Vegas experience.
3: Yes, it is. <laughs> At this point, everyone has their phones out and are cheering and laughing. "You're cursed," Ket pleads with the crowd. The fortune teller steps out of her tent, and the best friends can't believe their luck. They hesitate at the fabric door. Uh, they hesitate as the fabric door is held open, waiting for them to go step through it. The crowd follows their gaze, and a hush falls, o- falls over everyone as the guard's back up. "Well," says sorry, "well," <laughs> says the fortune teller dryly. Kim and Kat look at each other breathless from their fight and scared of what comes next. They walk cautiously to the fortune tellers. The crowd murmurs and applauds, assuming it's all part of the convention. They step into the tent with their nemesis, who takes a seat at her table. I wish to be home, Kim blurts out. The fortune teller wags her finger nice and slow. You already made your wish, she purrs.
1: Kim looks at her best friend and last hope of ever getting out of time loop Vegas, but Kat does not plan on making a wish. She's seen enough of these movies to know that evil genies or whatever this woman is don't ever really give you what you wish because what they're really doing is cursing you. And curses can't be wished away. They have to be broken. Smart me. Yes. Kat's mm-hmm. eyes slide down to the shimmering golden locket. Without warning, she lunges for it, but the woman expands into a giant bat and flies ah. away along with her tent and reality. For six horrifying seconds, the ladies plummet into oblivion. Six seconds of nothing but darkness. No ground, no wind, no sound. Six seconds of absolute absence. Get off! Get off! Kim shrieks as the fortune teller turned bat flaps towards her face. Grab the necklace! Kat yells. Kim yanks the chain hanging from the shrieking bat and they are both dropped back into the lobby. They land with a hard thud right by the bar and their line of vampire shots, which they stand up and toss back immediately yes come on cat orders as she pulls her friend to the serial killer cosplay tent there she points to the person dressed as leatherface how the hell did they get in here kim asks as of kim asks in disbelief before spotting the fortune teller she's here the ladies make a run for leatherface as the fortune teller tries to beat them to the punch Ket gets there first and grabs the chainsaw. Ring! She pulls it from the confused cosplayer as Kim clears the stage with her screaming and flailing, still gripping the necklace. Ket revs the chainsaw. Ring! (laughs) And everyone gasps and backs away except for the fortune teller who morphs into a pit bull. The best friends both wail over the panicked crowd as Kim puts the necklace on the stage floor while Cat brings the blade down onto the locket all before the pit bull gets the chance to take a bite out of her ass. <laughs> there are gold sparks as metals collide followed by a blast of energy that wipes out everything. <sighs> the women awake in their rooms and each run to their windows. Their curtains reveal sunlight, a new day, They don't even bother bother to shower before packing their belongings at the speed of light and bolting out of the hotel towards freedom. Once safe at home, Ket hugs her husband, Eric, for too long and smothers her cats with affection they don't Mm -hmm. want. She calls (laughs) Kim, who wastes no time when she picks up the phone and says, Lads, weekend sucked. (laughs) Yay! <laughs> oh my god, that was amazing. That was awesome. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you so much. We Moto yoga. That was an amazing, amazing story. Oh my
3: God. That was so much fun. I'm so go check um, out their podcast. Obsessed with
1: that. It's called Black Women Are Scary. You can find it everywhere you listen to podcasts. You can follow them. On Instagram at Black Women Are Scary, on Twitter at Black Women Are S One. Um, that was just amazing. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and so what much.
3: A, what a like such a cool benefit for a Kickstarter. Like I know such a genius benefit to have to personalize it in that way. Like that's just above and beyond, ladies. So thank so.
1: You so much um i just i love it i can't even say enough that was so cool thank you thank you thank you so go check them out and i'll put them in the in the show notes as well
3: yeah so Uh, if that wasn't
1: enough excitement for you
3: we have a whole other story to tell you uh so here we go um we are doing friday the 13th the final chapter ish uh, and <laughs> this installment was directed by Joseph Zito, and it was written by, uh, everyone. Oh, good. <laughs> just, just everyone okay. wrote it. Uh, you wrote it. I wrote it. Uh, Victor Miller, Ron Kurtz, good Martin Katrouser, Carol Watson, Barney Cohen, Bruce, hi to me, suck, suck cow, Sean S. Cunningham, and the rest of the planet wrote this interesting
1: okay i bet that makes it really good so many uh, yeah when so there's the, many
3: isn't that cooks the same when when there's so many cooks in the kitchen the dish is really good Yep.
1: i think so that's what it
3: is right yeah um i okay so listen okay yes.
1: what year was this one because weren't they like all back to back, to back
3: to back oh 84 this one was an 84 so it was literally like uh, it was 80, 81. Uh, I don't know where the third one is. 80, 81, 82, 84. Honestly, it's impressive they pumped them out that quickly. Yeah, well, they had everyone working on it. So. <laughs> everyone. <laughs> <laughs> they were able to pump them out real quick. Uh, so I do have some bad news for you. <laughs> oh, okay. So many took dead or lives. Kim, there are so many dead or lives. And I left some out like these are truly all main characters like I I, I left some out and there are still 14. <laughs> so Great. here we go. You ready? Rob. Dead. Sam. Like Samuel or Samantha? Samantha. Alive. Uh, Doug, dead. Trish, dead. Tommy, dead. Mrs. Jarvis, dead. Nurse, dead. Morgue dude, dead. Jimmy, dead. Paul, dead. Sorry, Paul. Sarah, dead. Ted, dead. Uh, double Mint gum, twin, dead. <laughs> Both of them. Yep. Is that uh, it? Yeah, I, 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 I know don't entirely know about
1: this one. I just used a tactic of knowing a little bit about Friday
3: the Thirteenth right. movies. So I. Well, I this would... was your best Dead or Alive you've ever <laughs> had in your life. <laughs> <laughs> truly, truly incredible. So ni- nice job. Um, all right, here we go. So Friday the Thirteenth, the final chapter, the fourth installment. The first five minutes are a recap of the first oh, three. Oh, they love that. They do. So if you didn't catch the first three, maybe don't that's you worry. Why it's we got you by covered. everyone. Do you think? No,
1: <laughs> no.
3: Like I they have to think. include
1: people who created the other ones.
3: I don't mm. think so. No. Uh, well, <laughs> actually, that's not true because some of them are like characters created by blah yeah. blah. So yeah, it may have been a compilation, which means that like. Friday the 13th, 20 is going to, lit. like, our names are on that. Like, we're on IMDb (laughs) for having written, like, just they eventually run out of people. So recap of the first three. And then we see Friday the 13th, the final chapter, explosion. So now we see helicopter, police car, ambulances, and it's like an aerial view. And then we come down and we see that it's like, All of the emergency people bringing all of the bodies from from the third movie out and putting them in ambulances and stuff. They are putting all the bodies on stretchers. And then the main body that they're putting on the stretcher is Jason. Okay. Who uh, they put an axe into an evidence bag. They cover Jason's body with a sheet. And then another emergency uh, ambulance comes up, and he's like, "What's the emergency?" And the cops are like, "They're all dead." And the ambulance driver is like, "Some emergency." And I was like, "Sir, rude, <laughs> really rude." Like, I get that that I you mean, know, you're I not gonna be able to
1: save them, but still, I guess it's less than of an eleven of little of an emergency if you know uh, they're, they're all, all dead. Yeah, I guess. We can take um, our time with this one. No one to save. Yeah, seems
3: seems like something you should Still keep to yourself. Rude. Yeah. So uh, they built him into like a stretcher. And uh, the caravan of emergency vehicles leaves. So now we are at the hospital. And they're like busting into the hospital with Jason on the stretcher to take him to the morgue. Uh, Lainey and... Doesn't matter who Laney is. She's one of the paramedics. And the guy wheeling Jason into the morgue, the morgue guy comes over. And he's just, like, eating a burrito and, like, puts the burrito on Jason's body to, like, write something down. And I was, like, Blorf. Um, And the uh, male paramedic looks over at, like, another victim. And it's, like, ugh, cute girl. What a shame. Uh Ugh. And morgue Dude says, What do you mean was, still is? No! Are All you? you gotta do Are you? is go over there and take off her pants. I'm sorry. And fuck a dead body. I'm and sorry. And I'm saying this casually out loud it took, to other people. It took
1: 27 writers for this to be the first line in the movie. Yup, <laughs> it, it sure
3: did. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh, what am I in Oops. for? Oopsie daisies. Yeah, Uh, so this fucking disgusting gross dude goes up behind a nurse now and like grabs her butt or something and she's like, get off of me, Axel. I have a headache. And this is and the he,
1: burrito or the Paramount. Burrito. Okay.
3: burrito uh and burrito is the one who's like i fuck dead bodies yeah um goes over to a nurse oh i already said that and so she's like i have a headache and he's like i can fix that meet me in the cold room meaning like the dead body room i guess it's cold so question one Are you going to go meet a dead body burrito fucker? No. Fuck this dead body (laughs) burrito fucker. Absolutely not.
1: Yeah. Hard pass. Okay.
3: I guess so. I guess she does. I don't. I'm so sorry for this double ding. Yeah. Yeah. So now we cut to the morgue room. And we see that he has a something on the TV that I'm just like, I'm gonna need to post mortem this video. It's a girl in a black leotard, okay? And she it's it it's it's as if it's an aerobics video, but she's only doing one move and it is not aerobic. It's just sort of like flailing like this. Like it's not really even like a sexy dance per se. But like that's what he's watching and he's watching to be like, "Mm, yeah, gets me in the mood. Mm -hmm. And so the nurse comes in and she's calling for more guys. Name is Axel. And she's like disgusted at the video of the girl that's just like weirdly bouncing around. And then all of a sudden there's like five of them (laughs) and they all kind of look the same and they all have their butts in the middle of a circle and are just kind of like bouncing their butts up and down. What is this? I cannot tell you. I do not know. Early 80s porn? It was harder to get porn back then. It was harder to get porn. So, yeah, I do think he was trying to be porn resourceful. It but it doesn't like, make the video less. It was weird. like Skinemax kind of things. <laughs> but like they're dan- but like they're dancing and like it's a fully white it's almost like the single ladies music mm-hmm. video, mm-hmm. like that's the look of it, but they're just like bouncing their butts at each other. <laughs> I don't know, like we don't kink shame here, like whatever whatever gets your goat, man, I guess. I guess I'd prefer this over you fucking dead bodies with a burrito. That's true. So, That's you know.
2: True.
3: Um, so she's disgusted, turns off the TV, and Axel oh, is there. Scares her. And then she says, Axel, you are the Super Bowl of self-abuse. Self-abuse? Do you know what that means? Uh... You are the Super Bowl I mean, of self-abuse. Like ba-
1: you're like the, you're the, you are like the greatest game
3: of self-abuse. But self, self ab- abuse? Is she talking about masturbation? Oh, maybe. I guess. Again, so many writers in the kitchen. <laughs> right, yeah, okay. So many writers. <laughs> um, but anyway, she's like, I just came to watch the news, and he like whistles at her and mouths, I'm sorry. They watch the news and it's all about Crystal Lake, obviously. Um, he then changes it back to the the bouncing butt girl. So it's just
1: on T V. So it, it is a weird I yes like. Like, you know when we used to watch like what was that show on HBO where it was like uh, real sex,
3: real sex.
1: Yeah, it's like some early '80s real sex. Yeah, yes,
3: yeah, something. I really, God, I can't wait for you to see this video though, because it's. I just, we'll post mortem at everyone. Otherwise, I would have an entire episode on just whatever this thing was that he was watching. I can't wait. So, uh, she cha- he changes it, and she's like, "No, I really came to watch the news." He keeps putting the moves on her, and eventually, she like gives in. Oh, my and God. Burrito. Why? Yeah, I'm like, this you is... are really, you can do better. My eyeballs so, have rolled so far back in my head. I know. Now they're stuck there, everybody. Join our Patreon. Kim's eyes are just white, rolled all the way back in her head. Mm-hmm. Um, so he then, like, as they're making out, changes it back to the girls again while they're making out. And she gets on top of him. And there is a dead, bo- they're leaning up against <laughs> a thing with a dead body on it. OK, like they are next to a dead body and the hand flops ah. down out of the thing and touches her leg. And she jumps up and he jumps up and says, holy Jesus, jump in Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I. Oh, no. With, uh,
1: so many writers. Oh, no. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I love I love when movies tell you that if a guy just keeps trying even, no matter eventually, how many times a woman says no, but the guy just keeps trying, then you'll win her over eventually. You'll She'll win her over. That's a great. Yeah,
3: it's a great. Um, it's a great lesson, message. and I think it's and I think it's served our society well. Wow. I don't think there's been any repercussions. I don't think so. Um, I don't think that our current patriarchal system oppresses anybody, yeah. and I think it's a great lesson for our young children. I love it. Anyway, so uh, fucking nurse is like. I, this is the worst, I hate you, put him in the icebox. So meaning like, you know, the little doors in the, in yeah, the Yeah, ward. yeah, yeah. She leaves and he's like, where are you going? And she says, I'll tell you where I'm going. I'm going crazy. So many writers. <laughs> so many writers. Oh no. So oh, no. she, <laughs> she leaves and goes into like the morgue inventory or probably not the morgue inventory, but like. The nurse inventory, where like pills and stuff would be, kind of oh, thing. Like okay, it's like okay. a closet, you know. And she's like reaching up to get something and can't quite reach it, so she drops a bunch of vials of something on the ground and they shatter.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Cut to Axel now putting Jason into the ice box, but he like doesn't even fucking close the door all the way, so like the door is ajar. And I'm That's like, have you ever seen a fucking burrito, horror movie in this? your life? <laughs> yeah, morgue. <laughs> I'll have the morgue burrito, please. <laughs> Um, ground up douchebag with extra jizz sauce please so he goes back to watching the dancing butt girls and he's like yeah and then hand on the forehead saw to the neck twist heads clean off finally
1: honestly
3: goodbye yeah Thanks. So now we, B. thank you, Jason. Slow. Yeah, clap. Jason. Jason, we can all we can all uh, thank Jason for that one. But yeah, he and he was definitely like, I'm gonna saw his head off. Nope, this is taking too long. I'm just gonna twist it off with my hands. So that's our first kill. We then cut to the nurse in the inventory closet, and she hears something. She's like, leave me alone, Axel. Ah! She's lifted up by her neck, stabbed in the gut, and disemboweled. What's his weapon? It was a. It was a pokey. It was a knife. Okay. So the first weapon was like a. Like a. What are those saws called? Are we gonna have more saw talk in this episode? <laughs> <laughs> A it's a hacksaw. Shot? No, it's like where it's like, it's got like a bridge oh, kind of over it. Yeah. Hacksaw. Yeah. So it's a hacksaw for his head and then a stabby thing for her. Okay. So I wonder what the hacksaw is used for in the mark. Probably cutting through Head's bone. Off. Yeah. Cutting through bone and shit. I imagine you have to, if you're doing autopsies. Ah, crazy. I don't know. Yeah. So now we cut to two women who are running through the woods. Oh, sorry, running for exercise oh. during the day <laughs> through the woods. That's yeah. it's
1: important to note when you're
3: talking yeah, about Yeah, I realized movies. that as I was <laughs> saying it. Yeah. So we realized it's a mom and daughter. The daughter's name is Trish and then Mrs. Jarvis. And it looks like the mom and dad are divorced but, like, still kind of talk to each other. And the daughter, like, wants them to get back together is mm, what the conversation sure, sure. is about. So now they run home. And it's like a little cabin in the woods, very near Crystal Lake. And uh, they go inside and mom is like, Tommy and a kid playing video games with like a really ornate alien mask. Like I'm talking he was in line the minute Spirit Halloween opened. <laughs> he got the, <laughs> the best, best mask. One. Yeah, like they weren't sold out. He had the pick of the litter and he that's the alien mask he's wearing. And he takes his mask off and his mom's like, You need a haircut. And he turns around and it's baby Corey Feldman. <gasps> oh my God. Stop it. Baby Corey Feldman. Baby Corey so, Feldman. So here's what was really cool. Like obviously my first expose my very first exposure to Corey Feldman was Goonies. Stand by me. Oh Goonies. Goonies. Yeah. Wait,
1: what year are those?
3: Goonies and Stand By Me? I'm not yeah. sure. He's definitely, like, a preteen in Goonies, and in this one, he's, like, 8, 9, 10 at the most,
1: maybe. Goonies was 85, and Stand By Me was 86.
3: Yeah. So this was, like, the height of his career, for sure. Um, so, and it's weird because, like, I watching him in this, obviously... I knew him from Goonies. But, like, even younger, this kid has charisma coming out his fucking asshole. Yeah. And it's just, like, crazy to, like, know where he is now. Again, children shouldn't be actors. Anyway. um, So, tells him to get a haircut. Mom asks where Gordo is, which is their dog. So... It was the Robert Emmett of the early '80s. Gordon was, yeah. So, <laughs> Mom asks where where Robert Emmett the dog is, and uh, Corey Feldman Tommy is like, "Oh, he must have gone out." And she scolds him for leaving the door open, Uh-oh. and he's like, "And he's like, we're in the country, we're in the middle of the woods." And Mom says, "What if a psycho wanders in?" Dun dun ah! dun! Foreshadow. So now we cut to kids in a convertible, okay, Uh, or a car, and (laughs) (laughs) it seemed like they were in a convertible, but then as the shot progressed, I realized it was six kids in a giant boat of a fucking car, and there were two kids in the back, like the trunk, so like the way that it was shot, I was like, are they in a convertible? I don't think they were. I think they were just sitting in the trunk. Like a station wagon situation? Like the one that you had in college that was a giant boat. Remember that? Oh, yeah, was yeah, yeah. You? But that wasn't,
1: you couldn't sit in the back of that. Well, like the back, back, you couldn't sit in.
3: Yeah, but it was like that size. Yeah. So it's, so the With two the dudes car, that are.
1: Remember when people used to sit in the trunk of the other car? Yes. <laughs>
3: we did really safe things. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't do these things. <laughs> remember when I took the seats out of my min- minivan and just let people slosh around. around in the back? I do, because I was uh, back there. But it was cool because I had Glow in the Dark stars. And you were such ceiling, a good so driver. I was great very at it. Safe. So, yeah, super safe. So, the two people in the back, their names are Ted and Jimmy. Okay. okay. Now, Jimmy is a very famous actor, huh. but he is so young that I didn't realize who it was until the next scene. So, I'm not going to tell you until we okay. get to where I remember, <laughs> or where I realized. I can't wait. So Jimmy is lamenting about a girl that stopped talking to him named Betty. Ted is like, you got to you gotta put that behind you. And Jimmy is like, I just don't understand why she stopped talking to me. And Ted says, let me put it in the old computer. And it's like a fake, like he just goes like uh-huh. this, like a it's fake like a, computer. She's moving her hands like she's typing. Oh, yeah. Thank you. And Jimmy just kind of rolls his eyes. And Ted's like, yep. The computer says it's because... You're a dead fuck. A dead fuck? Which he means, like, literally while having sex, you are bad at it, oh, is what he's saying. Bummer. But then also, Jimmy says that he, like, didn't have sex with Betsy, Betty. So I'm like, what are you talking about? Well, then anyway. Then you're a dead fuck. Yeah. And so... Uh, Jimmy's like, you asshole. And Ted's like, I didn't say it. The computer did. And I'm like, you <laughs> fucking idiot. There's no fucking computer. You were typing into the air. Jimmy's right. Um, and uh, Jimmy says exactly what I do. He's like, there's no computer. <laughs> God, I'm so horny. Oh, well, you gotta yeah. be more than a dead fuck. you want a live yeah. fuck. Alive,
1: finally: three so now like dead fucks.
3: Yep. Yes. Exactly. Full circle. So now the shot changes so I now see that there are four other teenagers in the car. Okay. It is a full car. It is a clown car. And they pull over because they're lost. And they happen to pull up right next to a tombstone on the side of the road. I don't know why there's a tombstone on the side of the road, especially since we know that this isn't where this particular person, Pamela Voorhees, died. Uh, uh-oh. But there's her tombstone on the side of the road. So now they they figure out where they are, they keep going, and they come upon a hitchhiker. And the hitchhiker has a sign, she's like a hippie, and she like has a thumbsies sign that- uh, Old thumbsies-outsies? Old thumbsies-outsies, and we were just listening to an episode that I it's not it's not out yet I don't know when it's coming out but Kim says there's a hitchhiker you know the old thumbsies outsies and I <laughs> pissed myself by myself in my room editing this mm, so they drive past her and she like flips her sign around and the back of her sign says fuck you yeah so she sits down and she's like eating a banana and then she hears something step ah. through the throat, squishes her banana out of its peel wow. and is dead.
1: Wow, okay. So, you got to keep so up. we're like, we're killing in the morgue, but we're also already on the side of the road? Or we're already we on, on the other? side of the road. Is it the same? Yeah. I don't know.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So uh now we cut to mom and daughter. That, that was like Jason or that was
1: just, okay. We, we just
3: see, see feet sure. and then his hand we see, and remember we've seen his hand twice because we saw his hand fall out when they were first putting him on the thing. Right. Uh, and then his hand fell out and hit the nurse. And so now we're seeing like the hand on the stab, however he stabbed her. So we are able to it does make look, that it's connection. The same
1: person. It's exactly.
3: It's the same Jason yes. person. Okay. Yes. Got it. So it was quick. We cut to mom, daughter, and Corey, Tommy, and they're about to have dinner. And Tommy's like, I'm not in the mood for casserole or whatever. And then Mrs. Jarvis is like, you know what I'm in the mood for? A Jarvis sandwich! And Trish and, Trish and Mrs. Jarvis like hug <laughs> Tommy between them. And he's cute. like, get off me! It was really cute. I love that. Then they hear someone at the door. Tommy goes to the door. It's Gordon, the dog. Gordy. He's home. Gordo. Hi. Hi. And when he goes to the door, he now sees the caravan of kids pulling up at the house that is like right next door to oh, their house, okay. like as if they share a driveway. That's how close mm-hmm. it is. And uh, Gordy, of course, goes over to talk to them and greet them and say, I'm an adorable golden retriever. Welcome to the neighborhood. Oh. Um, Mom is watching out the window. Cut to uh, two of the girls in the bathroom of their party house for a long time. It, I mean, it's just all brunette girls that look exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't even try to, like, give me hair color to differentiate. They all have the same hair color. So <clears throat> I learn later it is Sam and Sarah talking in the bathroom. Okay. Sam is Paul's girlfriend. Sarah is the virgin, as described on Wikipedia. <laughs> and Doug's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. The other two boys we met were Ted and Jimmy. Just giving you context of okay, like, so it's who's like in the car. Two couples and then two boys. Yes. And Sarah says, I don't know how you do it, Sam. And Sam says, I don't know how you don't. And Sarah says, you do it with everyone. And Sam says, no, I don't. I do it with Paul. That's just the reputation I got in sixth grade. That she fucks everyone. Or really, she just fucks her friend. But she's totally chill with this reputation. Has no problem with it. (laughs) Um, Sam assures Sarah. um, Clearly, Sarah's like, really nervous for this weekend. Because, like, uh, Sam and Paul... Are going to be in like the master bedroom and then Sarah's like where is my bedroom and she's like you and Doug are in the bedroom uh in this bedroom she's like really she's like don't worry it's bunk beds she's like okay so now we cut to mom and Trish they're in the living room it's nighttime they were like reading on the couch and Trish is like all right I'm going to bed and mom says don't forget we're running around the lake at 6 a.m tomorrow Trish is like okay so now we cut to Corey in bed and he opens his eyes and he looks across the way and realizes that he has a straight shot Uh-oh. of watching Sam boobs. get undressed. Boobs galore. Boobs on boobs on boobs. Of and course oh it wouldn't be an 80s horror movie without boobs. Without boobs. Corey was so cute. He's literally like bouncing up on the on the bed just like I can't believe my luck like he's just so excited it was really really cute it was the first gratuitous showing of boobs where I was like this is an adorable scene (laughs) so uh, he's super excited to see boobs and then uh, Sam's girlfriend comes in and they start making out and Corey's mind like can't he's like am I about to watch two people like he cannot handle it like his poor little penis is about to explode And at that point, he hears his door. His mom is coming in to check on him. So he, like, pretends to be asleep. Mom tucks him in and then sees what he can see. And so she, like, closed the blinds, kisses him, and leaves. And Corey is just, like, so mad (laughs) that he can't watch two people have sex. I'm like, you can open those blinds, son. Yeah. (laughs) Go ahead, little man. So now we cut to our six kids walking through the woods during daytime, they're clearly headed to the lake. Okay. And this is where I learned dead fuck is named Jimmy. And this is where I recognized who it was because he's so young. It's Crispin Glover. Oh my God. But he's like blonde, fresh-faced, like just a totally like different vibe than the Crispin Glover we now know as an adult. So like- Crispin Glover
1: from like- Back to the future,
3: right? Yes. Yeah. Like Does he he's look like very that? like yes, but like he's 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 so fresh faced mm-hmm. and sort of so like I don't know how to describe it. It was just like I've never seen someone sort of look that different from like what I know them as. So interesting. Anyway, uh so Crispin Glover. Jimmy is talking to uh Ted again and he's like I think I'm going to call Betty. And Ted is like Ted is like it's a dead fuck thing to do. He just can't <laughs> let this dead fuck thing go. <laughs> and Ted says the first rule is never get rejected by the same girl twice. Find someone new. Don't know anyone new? Sex is a great way to get to know them. What? Stop it! So many writers. So, so many writers. at this point, two what? Doublemint Gum twins ride up Uh-oh. on their bike. These are upper high school to college age twins who have the same haircut, same bike, and wearing the same clothes. I'm not going to yuck anyone's yum, but that seems fishy to me. So I'm not gonna they. Yuck anyone. <laughs> what did you just? One of my podcasts says writers, that all the time. How many writers are in your brain for that one? <laughs> two, two, particular writers um, from buffering the pod, buffering the Vampire Slayer. Um, she always says, "Yuck, someone's young." <laughs> I feel like <laughs>
1: their boners fucking hit them in the face when the they.
3: Ri- oh, they did, and so these girls are like, <laughs> "We're riding our bikes, but not very well." <laughs> And so the girls are like, ah, uh, like, oh, my eye. Yeah. So at this point, Sarah is like, uh, I'm going to go back and get the car because basically what the twins tell them is like, it's a long walk to the lake. Like it's a while to go this, this way, but we'll show you where. So Sarah went back to get the car. But the rest of them keep going. Now we cut to a P, oh no. So now we cut to all of, them the twins minus sarah and they are at the lake shore and the twins just immediately take off all their clothes just clothes off jump into the water and crispin is like boner to the face um paul is like boner to the face but has to hide it because his girlfriend sam is there and ted is just like all right <laughs> <laughs> i was like that poor actor um And the the girls are like, come on in. And Crispin is like, oh, we don't have our suits. And Ted's like, you fucking idiot. (laughs) And so uh, one of them like swings in on a rope swing and all this stuff. And eventually everybody else takes their clothes off. And Crispin gets up the balls and and takes his clothes off, too. And and they're all skinny dipping. So now we cut to Trish and Tommy and Gordo pulling up along the road. Clearly, they're going to go down to the lake to hang out as well. And they get down there, and fucking Tommy boned in the face galore. again. He's just like, "Oh shit!" Oh like here I go again. And so Trish is like trying to turn him around, being like, "We'll come back later. Bye." <laughs> now they apparently all seem to know Trish because they're like, "We're having a party tonight. Come over." And I she's like, "Maybe say, I don't know." Is she
1: like around the same age, basically.
3: They're this, yeah. yeah, they're the same age. So they're like, "You should come party with us." So we now cut to. Uh, Trish and Tommy driving away from the nude people and their car breaks down. So Trish says to Tommy, her can't be more than 10 year old brother, can you get out and fix it? (laughs) And he goes to the hood of the car and he pops it and he's like, I need a screwdriver. So he goes around to the back to get a screwdriver. And while he's around the back. okay, so he goes around the back. Now we cut to Sam back at the lake. She has come back with the car and she's now laying on the dock, but with all of her clothes on, reading a book. Sarah pops up and is skinny dipping and uh, is like, Get in. And Sarah's like, No, 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 that's okay. And Sam's like, I'm going to hold my breath underwater until you get in. So Sa- Sam goes underwater. And, like, is under there for a long time. And Sarah starts to get freaked out. And so she's, like, looking under the dock, like, screaming for Sam. Like, Sam! It's not funny! Come up! Sam! Sam! And then Sam's body floats up from under the dock. And Sarah's like... "Ah!" And then Sam's body pulls her in. Because she was faking it. (laughs) And Sarah's like, you bitch! And so now...
1: So... Sarah was the one who got the car. Yeah. And was laying on the dock. Yeah. Okay. And she's and also the Virgin. Okay. I yeah. think there's so Sarah, there was a there because I was like, what?
3: Okay. Got oh, it. yeah. Sorry. So, um, yeah, they also couldn't give me. Um, names that weren't confusing because also the twins are named like trina and tina <laughs> so i was just like no i'm not doing that and then all the boys are like ted paul jimmy tommy I know, like I'm all like, your brother's names. every name <laughs> you say i have to like think for 10 seconds to be yeah, like that's this person it's, okay yeah it's terrible so um we now cut back to the car and as Tommy, the 10-year-old, is trying to fix the car with a screwdriver, uh, and, uh, we see big shoes Uh-oh. walking towards them in the woods. Trish is hearing something, and Tommy's like, okay, try and start it. It won't turn over. <laughs> Hand on Tommy's shoulder! Turns around, it's just some guy okay. named Rob... Dyer. Remember the last name Dyer. Hello, Rob Dyer. Yeah. So he's I like. That name? Do I know that name? Why do I know that name? It's possibly because you watched the third one of these and somebody else may have had the last name Dyer. Hmm. If only I could so- remember who. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he's like, what seems to be the problem? I'm a man. <laughs> and he offers to fix it. And he fixes it by taking a knife and just stabbing something. Cool. And it works. Great. There we go. It worked. You just got to stab at it. So we're all mechanics now. Just stab your cars and it'll turn off. Give it the old stabberoo. Give it the old stabberoo. So Trish is like, thanks. You're cute. Mm-hmm. Do you need a lift to my house in my pants? Mm-hmm. And so they're in the car, and Tommy's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, I'm uh, hunting. And he's like, what are you hunting? And he's like, a uh, bear. He's like, you're not hunting, bear. <laughs> bear. Yeah, I'm a bear hunter. Yeah. And so Rob is then like, are there any kids around here? Vacationers? Campers? Yep. And Trisha's like, uh, yeah, right next door to us. And I just wrote weird vibe. Mm, I'm weirded out. Yeah. So we now pull up to Trisha's, and Tommy is like, come on in, Rob. I want to show you something. Tommy. Tommy Tommy, wants to show him his alien mask. Yes. So he pulls him up to his room past Mrs. Jarvis. Tommy. No. Yeah, and Mrs. Jarvis is just like, who's your friend? I'm like, it's a grown man who <laughs> your 10-year-old son two, is pulling bedroom. up to. His, yeah. Um, so he goes up there and he opens the door. And it turns out this kid has cleaned out Spirit Halloween. Oh. And he's got mask upon mask upon mask. And then we learn he makes them. <gasps> I color me impressed, Tommy. Yeah. So now we know. Who makes all the masks for Spirit Halloween? It's It's Tommy Tommy. Jarvis. Yeah. So Rob is clearly impressed as well. I mean, he should be. They're incredible. (laughs) Um, And uh, Tommy, like, grabs him with, like, some sort of, like, retractable monster arm that he made or whatever and, like, laughs. And – Shows him like another highly advanced mask. That's like a puppet. So it's like him like moving the mouth or whatever. But like the eyeballs are like human eyes. Like Ah. this kid. I'm like this kid. Give this kid a job. This is incredible. (laughs) So now we cut to the party at the house next door. Kim, all of the brunette ladies. I struggled. (laughs) I had to go back. So many times just to be like, which one is this? Who's who? Now, luckily, the two twins always wear the same outfit. So, great. I was going to say,
1: aren't there only two
3: girls plus the twins? So, but they literally, if you're looking at them from the chest, from the shoulders up, they're all the same girl. Much. They're oh, all the same girl.
1: okay, okay, okay.
3: So, when the- we back out, I'm like, okay, this is who this is, okay, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, the Boys, if, if, like, it's the back of their heads, like, they all kind of look the same, too. Like, there's not a ton of differentiating features on any of these people. Sure. So it was tough. Um, so we cut to the party. Paul and Sam are making out. Okay? So their boyfriend, girlfriend, slutty Sam from sixth grade, you know the deal. Sadly, I do. <laughs> yeah. But then I also wrote, Paul and Sam are making out. Or Ted. Wait. No. Paul? Paul and Sam are making out. (laughs) I mean, you could
1: say any of the boys' names, and I don't know the difference between them anyway.
3: Eventually it starts to matter when things start happening, but whatever. So now Crispin asks another brunette to dance. It was a twin, I learned, because then another girl stood up in the same outfit, and I was like, ah, twins, okay. Crispin is dancing like a full blown I think psycho. I've seen this scene you've seen this I've seen yeah. the scene and it's Mackenzie Parker's favorite scene maybe it's like sent it to me before but like full psycho like to the point where if this was, was a directorial choice it is so specific <laughs> like to know like to see that in your head and be like can Crispin Glover this kid that I just cast do this and if it's Crispin the balls on this motherfucker to dance like this was so it was just so strange that I was like props man (laughs) no nobody's gonna do this like you 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 have cornered the market on this type of dancing so dancing like a full psycho twin is like not not into it but like is also like I don't want to get too near you're flailing
1: (laughs) (laughs) So he might be a dead fuck, but he ain't a dead dancer.
3: No, he's not. Um, So at this point, Paul and Sam, maybe to help their friend, turn on a slow song. Ah. And so they start slow dancing. Teddy is on the couch with a teddy bear aggressively kissing the other twin. Okay. Okay. Now, his name is Teddy. He has a teddy bear. It's clearly a shtick. That he does, Mm -hmm. I don't know, Mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. So, and then I wrote, I guess Crispin's girl was also a twin because they're dressed the same. (laughs) Like, I was struggling. Well, it makes sense because there's two couples in there, the two single boys with the twins. Yes, exactly. So, uh, but then it gets even more confusing. So, Uh
1: -uh. uh-oh, there's some switching.
3: So then Paul, who's with Sam, remember? I don't. Starts (laughs) hitting on Crispin's twin, Paul. And Sam sees it and goes up to him and is like, kiss me, you fool, like reclaiming her man. Right. So now Crispin is dancing awkwardly, slow dancing, but like, you know, leaving plenty of room for the Holy Spirit between them. (laughs) 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 He's now dancing... With the other twin that was previously making out on the couch with Ted, because Ted was too aggressive, and she's like, I'm gonna go. And so she's he, so Crispin still got a twin,
1: but the other new twin.
3: twin. Yeah. Okay. 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 So now we cut back over to the other house, and we cut to Trish and Rob, and she's outside with Rob, and he's clearly about to go hunt bear. (laughs) <laughs> and she's like... <laughs> and she's like... Quote, unquote, hey. bear. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, well, if you ever need, um, you know, uh, a place to shower or whatever, our doors always open. And then he, like, kisses her cheek and goes to hunt bear. So you get creep vibes, but sh- she got sexy vibes. She got lots of sexy vibes. Okay. And then also... I realized we aren't getting, we're 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 not getting creep vibes about him as a person. We realize that he's he himself is not creepy. His his reason for being there is weird, and we don't know what that vibe is, kind of thing. Uh, okay, but he okay, himself okay. is not a weird vibe. Um. So now we go back to the party house. Cut to Crispin pouting in the kitchen because one of his twins. Isn't dancing with him? It's very confusing. And uh, Teddy comes in and is like, "How are you doing with yours?" And Crispin's like, "Nowhere." And he's like, "Ted, what do I do?" And Ted like looks at him and he's like, "I know, I know. Don't be a dead fuck, dead fuck." Yeah. He's like, and "I wasn't. You saw me flailing around. Yeah, I, I was, was flailing <laughs> around." <laughs> I was being a <laughs> fish I out of water, be suffocating. Alive? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Did you just come at me with a Chandler Bing first season reference? I did. Wow. Kicking it old school over here. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, now we cut to the kids uh, in the living room, and the twins are shotgunning beers. Uh, Paul is paying a lot of attention to one of those twins. And Sam is getting jealous. So she's like, okay, whatever. I'm going to take a swim. And uh, she's like, fuck off, Paul. And so she leaves. Sarah tries to go after her. Sarah's boyfriend, Doug, is like, no, 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 no. Mind your own business. I'll talk to Paul. So Paul is now dancing with a twin and pulls an early 2000s Kim Burns move. Oh takes his hat off. And oh, puts it on her own oh I
1: loved that move.
3: Yeah, that was Kim's signature move. I'd wear that hat signature. all night.
1: Mm-hmm. Usually keep,
3: keep it back. forever. <laughs> yep, yep. She had a collection <laughs> my of hat stolen hat. hats. Yeah,
1: Or scarves.
3: Or scarves. Or <laughs> shorts. I remember. Uh,
1: but I didn't take the shorts and like the, 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 the bar. The bar. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Kim's like, give me a shorts. <laughs> Remember
1: that picture from Chicago? And someone
3: <laughs> <laughs> looks like I'm being choked or something <laughs> with the Pap's blue ribbon hat that you yes, stole off his head. I did, and I, yeah. I kept that forever. Kim was happy as a clam, but it did look like she was being mild, mildly <laughs> murdered with a giant smile on her face <laughs> yeah. like on I the dance floor. Strangled. Yeah. It, it was uh, one of my favorite pictures. Yeah, and a scarf and, and I don't know. It's being in gold. And, and God damn it, did she not keep that hat? Yes, she did, Many ladies and gentlemen. Years. Might Lots still have it. Yeah, probably. So So Sam has now gone down to the lake mm-hmm. to swim by herself. Right. Um. Ted is mad because Paul took his twin. Right. 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 Crispin comes over to Ted and is like, I want to talk to you. And Ted is like, fuck off, because you know, yeah, his whatever. And Ted is like, I'm gonna kill him. She was mine. And Crispin is like, maybe you should run that through your computer. <laughs> Snap, Jimmy! <Zing>. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah. A
3: good one. <laughs> so now we cut to Sam at the pitch black lake and she hears something but proceeds to take off all of her clothes anyway and like says, yeah, and says, I hear you, Paul. Mm, I see. I know you're out there, Polly. Out in the middle of the lake is a yellow raft which was our clue that I sent you. So she swims out poorly to the raft. I was like, honey, if you end up having to get away from a killer by swimming, you're dead. You're a dead fuck. I'm just telling you right now. (laughs) (laughs) Look, we didn't
1: all join the swim team growing up, okay? Clearly.
3: Clearly. And and she's fucked. (laughs) So she's swimming out to the yellow raft, and then she... She gets into the yellow raft, and, like, I'm not throwing shade at her. I'm just, like, throwing shade at, like, whoever said this naked actress has to get
1: into this yellow raft. I can imagine any naked body trying to climb
3: into a raft from the water. It's a lot of flailing and (laughs) flopping. It's a lot of Crispin Glover dancing, but trying to get into (laughs) into a water raft. (laughs) and that, i just I that doesn't look good on anyone that was I, uh, you feel was, i mean you knew exactly where i was going I as soon did, as i did. said it i just i saw and i saw it playing out i was like this fucking raft like this is hard to get in if you can stand right you still have to like and you're just na- like oh can't man and i just watched a single it. body looking good trying oh, to get into that raft no and here's what i wrote na- uh Poor girl has to get in raft naked. No one can do that. Cutely is what I wrote. So now she's in the raft and she's like laying on her stomach and like her chin over the front of it, you know, like this. And uh, she's calling for Paul still. And (laughs) where's Paul? Where's Paul? Where? Why is it always? Paul. Paul. That's lost. Always Paul. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Guys, don't name your kids Paul because they will get lost. Mm-hmm. You won't be able to find them. Where's especially Paul? Especially if you live in the eighties. Nope. And especially if it's in the woods. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's calling for Paul and then she closes her eyes and jumps up from the water, <gasps> stabbed through the underneath of it. Yeah. Now I'm gonna do a little impression for you. Oh my god, yes! Of this poor girl's death scene. Oh yeah. So not only, wait. not only did she just have to climb into a wrap naked, <laughs> she then died. This is not an exaggeration. She gets stabbed and she's on her stomach, right? So right. he stabbed her through the bottom of the wrap. The bottom, okay. Okay. So picture you can just like see my head, okay, and I get stabbed. <laughs> why did they make her do that why, why, why so much shaking I couldn't tell you I don't know <laughs> maybe the motion of the ocean I don't know I'm not sure I don't know but tongue out off to the side like they literally may as like well put like X character. marks yes, they may as well put X marks over her eyeballs this poor poor girl the humiliation. So, Sam is dead. Goodbye, Sam. Bye, Sam. <sighs> I missed a question for you. Ah. Oh, no. What was it? Because I was so, it's because I was so excited to tell you about her getting Did into the, ra- the boat. <laughs> so, hold on. The question was going to be, cut to Sam. She hears something out alone at the lake oh, by herself. What do you do? What is I would she, have yeah. gotten that one. God you would have gotten it. that one. You know what? I actually do, in fact, know for a fact that you would have gotten that one. So I am going to give you a double ding. Thank you. Like, you actually would have gotten that one. Of you course. would not have gone down. Yeah. So. Um, all right. So. Back at the cabin. Paul's dancing with twin who has his hat on. What a fucking garbage, Paul. Then he says, I'm sorry, I, I, I can't go through with it. And leaves. <laughs> Yeah. And t- too bad too too
1: bad too, too late buddy
3: playing with the hat while your girlfriend got stabbed, Paul. Yeah. Too little too late buddy. So we cut to him now heading down to the lake. And uh we cut back to Baseball Cap Twin and she goes over to Crispin and puts the hat on Crispin and asks him to dance. So now Ted Has been rejected by the same twin twice. Uh Uh-oh. Never get rejected by the same girl twice. Sorry, Ted. Put that through your computer, you fucking turd. So Ted is just like playing with a match. Just uh, just (laughs) mad. Uh, That's that's one way to (laughs) express your
1: anger. Yeah.
3: it's how I do it. Just light (laughs) shit on fire. And so Crispin is like, I thought you wanted to be with Ted. And she's like, I did. Now I want to be with you. Oh. And Crispin is like, makes me feel like a rat. And uh, he's like, are you sure you don't want to join them? And I'm like, Crispin, Crispin, she's into it. Just, you're fine. She's into it. And she's like, nope, but do you want to go upstairs? And Crispin's like, boner in the face! Ted is pissed, just holding his match. (laughs) (laughs) So now we cut to, (laughs) and here's what's funny: he may have it may have been like one single shot of him like lighting a match, and I just like kept it in his hand in my brain the whole time. Yeah, Yeah. but I don't actually know if that's if like the match may have just been a split second poke in his eye. Is this match? Yep. So, cut to Paul, heading down to the uh, raft on the lake, and he's quietly trying to surprise her, I guess, because he's moving really quietly through the water. He keeps his shorts on.
1: Okay, so he's Um, in the water, swimming to the raft.
3: Yeah. Okay. And he swims up, and it's dark, and he immediately... Upon it, within a split second of laying his his eyeballs on her in the dark, immediately knows that she's dead and repels himself off like an Olympic backstroker uh. and starts swimming to the dock as he's climbing up on the like he it's like he reacted so quickly to her knowing she was dead that I was like, Are you Jason? Like, are you did <laughs> did you do it? Yeah. And so he's climbing up onto, like, the wooden dock, and he's stabbed dick! in the dick. Goodbye, um, I to, Yeah, I had to look up, because uh, w- it's so dark, um, I had to look up what he was stabbed by. He was stabbed by, like, a harpoon, okay. basically. Yep, yep, yep. Um, Jason's got a lot of equipment.
1: He'll take whatever is near him. Yeah. Yeah, he's, so he's he's not beholden to his machete.
3: No, he's used uh, he's used a, a stabby, a saw, his hands, uh, um, 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 a javelin. Uh, pro- the ja- harpoon is probably what also stab Sam through the bottom of right, the raft. Right, I bet yeah, too. I mm-hmm. bet that was a repeat weapon. Yep. So now we see <clears throat> Rob in his bear hunting tent. Hear Paul screaming. Oh, okay. Side note Harpoon was
1: also my favorite kill of the third one. Because it's it's like 3D and it's like shot right into the eye. Oh, yes.
3: That's right. Okay, so he clearly went back and got his Harpoon. I know I like this one. Yeah. So we see Rob here screaming. He starts heading towards the lake with a machete. Uh oh. Uh, he then hears something behind him and sees something back at his tent and goes back and looks in as, okay, Sammy's help me because I went back and rewound it. It's like he walked away from his tent. Then he heard something behind him turned back around to his tent and went into the tent and started picking things up as if it had been ransacked. But he was literally like ten paces away. So, Sammy's. If you know what that whole thing was, please let me know. Okay. Maybe he was looking at him. I don't or know. He forgot so, something? Maybe it was a weird scene. So he goes back and looks in because now we just cut to um, Crispin and Twin in Paul and Sam's room because they're not going to be using Uh-oh. it. And one of them says, "It's a neat room." And the other one says, you're neat. I don't know. It, feel, it feels like your neat was is Crispin. Like, was Crispin. Uh, yeah. And so she gets on top of him Im- immediately. Mm-hmm. And Paul's bed falls apart, crumbles. Just oh, no. <laughs> and the bed breaks. And Crispin laughs awkwardly. And they keep doing it on the broken bed. Uh-huh. But it was such a weird scene. It almost like... I can just tell you now like the bed breaking like never comes back and it's not like they were yet rigorously having sex where it would be like the joke is that they f- fucked the bed too hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. It actually makes me wonder if like
1: the bed actually broke.
3: The bed actually broke and they kept it <laughs> in there. So I'll be curious to find that out. We'll post more in a minute. Yeah. So now we cut to downstairs. So it's the other twin. Uh... Sarah and Doug, remember Virgin Sarah and Doug. Sarah and Doug, okay. Mm-hmm. And Ted. And, and Ted, okay. Teddy Bear, too aggressive, Got puts it. things through the computer. Uh and they have found uh a film reel, but like the mm-hmm. the one like, yeah. you know, Christmas Vacation, mm-hmm. I found it up in the attic. Mm-hmm. Um and Are projecting it onto a screen that Mm -hmm. they have, and it's all old timey erotica. So, like silent film, and like ladies with booby tassels, just being like bloop 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 bloop. Betty Davis. Betty Betty Davis. It's earlier than that. It's like it's like eight, like late eighteen hundreds type of vibe, like old, old, okay, (laughs) old. And they're laughing away. Well, Ted is laughing away. Twin is like, this sucks. You, I mean, you know what it's like to be. We've been both of us have been both twins, where it's like one of you is upstairs getting ass. Yeah. The other one wants to be stuck with
1: your friend. Like you have to wait for your friend, but you're not interested in anyone else there. Exactly. Yes. (laughs) Oh, yes.
3: We've both been both both of those those people. people. Yeah. Because we're Um, great friends. We are. The twins, on the other hand, Here we go. Uh Uh-oh. So other twin has had it. Like, Ted is the worst. And so she goes upstairs and knocks on her twin's door. And uh, she's like, I want to leave. And uh, twin that's fucking Crispin is like, no, you go. Take an umbrella. So question three, you are um, twin that wants to leave. What do you do, and what does she do? Well,
1: as I just said, I'm a good friend slash sister, mm-hmm. so I would mm-hmm. stay and wait for my fucking friend. I think okay. that
3: she leaves. You are, I think, have you gotten all double dings? You've gotten oh, all, this is, me. sorry, but also you got like really good on your or like I feel like this is my, maybe going to be. do don't know. This is going to be maybe a – I don't know what I was going to say.
1: A burrito in the morgue.
3: A burrito in the morgue.
1: (laughs) I don't even know what that means.
3: (laughs) Me neither. So we cut to twin, pissed, leaving. It's a storm outside. Takes her umbrella. Magically had a raincoat. She didn't have an umbrella, but she magically had a raincoat. So it's storming. Yeah, okay. very storming. And she goes outside and turns back to the house and yells, you slut, to her sister. <laughs> sure. She then gets on the bike, but we just see her shadow cast up against the house getting on yes. the huh. And then we see her shadow <gasps> stabbed ah! by a Jason shadow! Oh. Has there been any... Um, sorry, uh, very faintly, probably not faintly. We're actually having a sound system problem and there are some sounds that are very difficult for me to hear in our current sound system. So I have the captions on all the time. Uh. So I can't even say that they were really faint or quiet because (laughs) I can't trust my ears. Yeah. Okay. It's really frustrating. <laughs> like, for instance, We're watching Ted Lasso. Problem. Okay. It's very weird. Like, Ted Lasso specifically, uh-huh. Jason Sudeikis's voice, I-, I can only hear the end of his voice. Oh, Whatever word God. he says, I can hear the end of can it. Can Eric hear these things? He has a little trouble hearing it as well. Like, it's like it's not, and like, we will have to She's turn to make the sure dialogue. It's not
1: the- it's not no. your
3: earballs. No, because we will have to turn the dialogue all the way up to to be able to hear it, and then we have to turn it all the way down for any other sound in the show. So it's okay. like if it goes from like a dialogue scene to like an action scene, right? It's like it is yeah. rattling our walls. So there's clearly like a balancing issue that is happening right now. Interesting. Anyway, that was sound system porn. Back to the movie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that was... Okay, so... Ketrin couldn't hear any of the...
3: No, I couldn't, but I'm sure they were there. So... Twin is in... Twin shadow is impaled by Jason's shadow. Okay. So now we cut to... Sarah, Virgin Sarah, saying, I'm going to bed to her boyfriend, Doug. Virgin Sarah's going to bed, okay. Doug says... Oh, are you tired? And Sarah says, no. Doug is still not getting it, though. Oh, Doug. Because then she says, do you mind sleeping on the bottom bunk? And he says, oh, you want to sleep on the top? And she goes, no. (laughs) So they're both going to sleep on the bottom bunk. And all I could think was just like, oh, remember in college when we slept on fucking twin be- the twin beds that were like the size of balance beams, and we had to <laughs> we slept with two people in them. Like, God, that sounds like my actual full blown nightmare now. So they're gonna go fuck. Sarah's gonna lose her virginity. Cut to Mrs. Jarvis. Oh, coming in after a nighttime storm run. Sure. Um, Actually, why did I even throw shade at that? I literally run in storms. It's the only time I run is when I'm in Baltimore and it's a storm outside. So I apologize, Mrs. Jarvis. I love running in storms. Yeah. shade. So she comes in and she calls for Tommy and Trish and goes to turn on the light. The lights are Uh out. Question four. What do you do? And what does Mama Jarvis do?
1: She's going to go check the fuse box. Okay. Obviously. I am going to get a flashlight, and honestly, I mean, I would check the fuse box. So I don't know if it's a good idea, but that's what I would do. What
3: am I supposed to do? One point. Okay. Because, yes, check the fucking fuse box. And I happen to know that Jason was outside, not in the basement, with the fuse box. Because she keeps calling her kids, calling the dog, all of her inner monologue is outer monologue. By the way, <laughs> so many writers. Yes, yeah, so many writers. We needed to hear her say, "Where are my kids?" Oh no! I wish I knew where they were. I was like, "No, no, no!" no. Like we got it. We didn't. We got it. We didn't need it. It's a, it's <laughs> it's interesting
1: the episode that we like at the beginning, shared this wonderful story written like beautifully for us to then go into this movie written by 75 people. Also written so well.
3: Written by everybody in the world, which is also weird because the person that wrote our story clearly also wrote this since everyone in the world wrote this movie. (laughs) Um, So she's looking around in the dark and rather than going to the fuse box, she goes outside in the rain calling for the dog, which sure. I just feel like get the light situation dealt with first is sort of how I feel. And so she goes outside and then she sees someone. Ah. 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 We can assume she's dead on Wikipedia. It says Mrs. Jarvis dies off screen. I was like, (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Thank you. Great. I don't know why we didn't want to show that death, but here we are. Uh, It stumped the writer's room. Her death. So they just (laughs) left it out. So now we cut to. Trish and Tommy in the car. And I don't remember why they were in the car. But they went somewhere. And are now driving home. And uh, Tommy is like slow down. The party's going to be all night. So now we cut to. Sarah. Who's about to bone down. And she has brought. Matching underwear and a silken robe. Cute. To bone down. To which I say, this bitch knew she was going to fuck. <laughs> of course this she did. This bitch is not wearing, I'm sleeping in a separate bunk bed from my boyfriend type of pajamas. Okay? okay. She She knew what she was doing. Oh. Yeah. So now we cut to Trish and Tommy. They're coming home. Lights are still out. Now they're calling for Mom. They head upstairs also without checking for the lights and there keeps being this shot of like you go, it's one of those staircases where you go up and then there's a little landing and then you go up another set of stairs Mm -hmm. and at the landing, there's this circular window with like a bench underneath of it kind of thing and we just keep seeing a shot of this window. Okay, I saw it like three or four times, so that's why I'm telling you. So they head upstairs, and they're like, maybe she's still jogging. And Trish is like, she's never been gone this long. Question five, what do you do? What does Trish do? I'm going to get a flashlight and together
1: check the fuse box. Mm-hmm. Let's try to get the lights back on. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like we're concerned we should call for help. Um, uh, that's you... That's you. That's all right.
3: Me. Okay, got it. And what does Trish do? Uh, what does Trish do? What did they just say? Uh, maybe she's maybe she's still jogging, and Trish Trish says she's never been gone this long.
1: Mm. Does she go outside and look for
3: her? <gasps> yes. Does not grab a flashlight. does it grab a flashlight. <laughs> no. Come on. And uh, does she grab a flashlight? Is it a second chain? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, I don't know. Okay. Well, she goes outside to look for it, And she also is like, Tommy, you stay here. I'm going to leave my 10-year-old brother here. Mm -hmm. Um, Cut to Trish outside looking for mom. And she finds... Rob's empty tent, tent and does the weirdest fucking thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do tell. Now, I understand that it's raining, right? But right? she knew it was raining when she, came, when she walked into the house. Right. And she knew it was raining when she <laughs> walked, walked out of the house, house. Right. Did not bring anything to protect herself from said rain. Right. But then when she comes upon the tent, right? she immediately goes in. And she just kneels down Uh and just sits there in the tent. (laughs) Doesn't look at anything. To block the rain. To block the rain. But like she doesn't look around. She doesn't get into a more comfortable position. She just kind of perches Uh and just has a worried look on her face. Okay. (laughs) Like it was so fucking strange. (laughs) And 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 it was like, this is a directorial thing because it was like, We're clearly waiting for something to happen to her. right? But she, as an actor, was just waiting for something (laughs) to happen to her. (laughs) And I
1: was like, I'll just sit in here now.
3: Yeah. Again, writers. All the writers. (laughs) So we now see a POV looking at the tent. Mm -hmm. And then we see a shadow of a machete. (gasps) And it... Slices the tent, but it's Rob. <gasps> Rob. And he's like, what are you doing in there? So we cut away for a second. We'll come back to this, okay? Like it's ten. Okay. But Rob is also not the smartest cookie in the cookie tin, but we'll get back to that in a second. Okay. So now we cut to Crispin and Twin in the bed, and Crispin is like, the, so it's post-coital. And okay. he's like, am I? <gasps> oh, am I no,
0: is- Crispin.
3: Am I a, a dead fuck? <laughs> <correct>. <laughs> what does she say? She What's says. The answer? She says. Huh. I think you're incredible. Aww. Crispin's day is made. Yeah. They start awkwardly kissing. He kisses the way he dances. Okay. Just very sporadic. Okay. Pokey. Random, just twitchy. Okay. Um, but she's into it. Again, I'm not going to yuck anyone's young. Yeah, She's into it. Crispin can't hold his chill. And she then says, I'll be right back. Like she's going to go to the bathroom Uh-oh. or something. I'll be right, right back. Back. Uh, back to Ted, watching old timey porn, alone, holding a teddy bear, laughing. Mm-hmm. With a match in his hand. I'm just (laughs) kidding. He doesn't match his hand. (laughs) Crispin then comes downstairs with the twins' underwear and hands it to Ted. Crispin. Come on, Crisp. That was also an 80s thing where it's like boys just thought that a woman's underwear was their property. Theirs. And And I'm just like. Joke's on you because all my underwear are period stains. So <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> we took their hats, they took our underwear.
3: True, yeah. Um, so he hands him, hands Ted her underwear, and says,
1: Dead fuck, no, run no. this through your computer.
3: computer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he looks at her, or uh, uh, to Crispin, looks at Ted and goes, I. Was great. Uh. <laughs> and uh, he's like, let's celebrate. And so Crispin goes into the kitchen and he's looking for a corkscrew. And Ted is not responding about where the corkscrew in the kitchen is. But then Crispin finds it because it's stabbed into his <gasps> hand. Crispin! So it's stabbed into his hand so he can't move his hand so he's stuck and then he is chopped through the head. Oh, shit. Severed head. Severed Now hands. he really is a dead, dead fuck. fuck. Yeah.
1: Damn. That's I mean, what at least call... he died happy.
3: That's exactly what I thought. It's exactly what I thought. Like he died um, on
1: like the high of his life.
3: He really did. Yeah. Uh, It was all downhill
1: from there anyway, so.
3: When you're right, you're right. So now we cut back to the twin. Now wondering, she goes back in the bedroom. She's wondering where Crispin is. Right, of course. And she looks outside into the storm, and she sees that her sister's bike is still there. Oh,
1: no. Question six, what do you do and what does twin do? I think she's going to go outside and look. Okay. I... What am I going to do?
3: What are you going to do?
1: I'm going to uh, get to people as quickly as I can. Like, I don't want to be alone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and what do we do? Because trying to think about when she left, what happened when she left.
3: Um... What happened from whose perspective? I from can tell my
1: you. My perspective.
3: From your perspective, you were fucking Crispin, and outside the door, your twin said, "I want to leave," and you said, "Don't forget an umbrella, bitch."
1: Oh, okay. So then maybe I think
3: she didn't leave, right? Because her bike is there. Yeah. So then it's not suspect, necessarily. Necessarily.
1: Um, hmm. well, I mean, I feel like I'm just saying what I would honestly do, which is like, go find people. Like, I would be like, oh, like, hey, Crispin, where are you? Teddy, where are you, sister? Where are you? Like.
3: One point for you. Oh, unfortunately, you didn't answer for her stand at the window for an inordinately long amount of time waiting for Jason to jump through it and kill you. <laughs> that was the correct Jayden, answer. Jason jumps through the window? Jumps through the window, pulls her out, and throws her onto the car down below. Wow. But What's when I tell he, you... Is there like a roof out there? Uh, he appears is to climb the, the wall. Yeah. What's he doing? Yeah. There is a supernatural force attached to Jason that I don't think is talked about enough. Yeah. So far. Why won't this motherfucker die? die? Well, yeah. Why can he fly? Apparently. Why? <laughs> <Fly. laughs> I saw what I saw. <laughs> fly. Yeah, he flew up to that window. Threw that bitch out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fucking. Um, <laughs> like in Buffy the Vampire Slayer when he's just hanging yes! outside the window.
3: Ruler. <laughs> <You're> yeah. Like- <laughs> so... Throws her onto the car. No, and when I tell you... Like, she literally just stood there and waited. Like, so she same was as Trish like, in the what's fucking her face, tent. The tent. Yes! They're just waiting. Okay. So now, let's check in on Trish and Rob at the tent. Okay. Okay? So he sliced Here's the tent. I, he sliced the tent. Uh-huh. The flap was open. <laughs> uh, okay. You could have just peered in okay. and seen... Who it was. Instead, he sliced only the fabric of his tent. Did not go deep enough to even hit the person that he suspected was in there. Just sliced the tent as if the zipper was malfunctioning, which it was not because the flap was open. Okay, But he just ruined his own tent. So, for no reason. So, they are now both in the tent. And this is when we learn that the reason you recognize the last name Dyer is because Rob's sister was the last victim at Crystal Lake. Uh, and he is out here to avenge her death. Jason is uh, the bear. That's why he asked, "Are there any vacationers here? Are there any campers?" He knew he'd be after them. Interesting. Yes. So he wasn't trying to be a creep. <laughs> That's interesting. Another friends pull uh, two-in-one episode. Them. Um Okay. So we learned that uh he then is showing her newspaper clippings. An artist rendering of child Jason is one of the clippings. So it's like I I said it. An artist rendering of child Jason. That's <laughs> okay. That's
1: what it is. Yeah. She almost like almost was going to make a face of like what it looked like.
3: <laughs> no, she... it was No, <laughs> it was that I was about to explain further what mm-hmm. it was and I was like No, no, no. I did it fine the first time. I don't need to over talk it Uh, yet. I keep talking now. Um, And so uh, Trish just keeps being like, but he's dead. Because remember, this was all over the news, right? So she's like, he's dead. And Rob says his body is missing from the morgue. Mm. And Trish says with all the confidence in the world, it was stolen. (laughs) sure and Rob says it wasn't stolen and I'm like yeah Trish it it wasn't stolen and uh, he's like two people from the morgue are missing at this moment Trish realizes oh my god Tommy is alone at the house oh shit so now we cut to Tommy with a flashlight thank you very much And he's looking around the house. He's now down in the basement. And again, it's the scariest light because it's a flashlight in the dark. But then on top of it, it was literally like the tiniest hole of light created by this flashlight. (laughs) Like it was as if someone was like shining it through like a a pinhole. And it was just like, "Ah!" and I was like, this flashlight should just be thrown away. So he's looking around for the fuse box, I assume. We now cut to Ted still watching porn after Crispin has just been killed in the kitchen. And we see Jason take the knife out of Christian out of Crispin's head or machete, probably. Take the machete out of Crispin's head. We now cut to Sarah and Doug All right. doing it in the shower.
1: Ooh, shower time. And it's like
3: glass, you know, so we get a nice little push in her butt up against the glass, sure. of course. sure, 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 sure. Um and so now so they're doing it in the shower. Back to Ted, who's just holding his teddy bear, and he then gets up to pretend to like fondle the screen because there's a movie on it. Ted and he holds the bear up and says, Wanna give old teddy bear a kiss? And I think I now remember that that's his thing. So what he does is he holds the teddy bear up to girls. He's like, "Give teddy bear a kiss," and, and then, then moves he the teddy bear out her. of the way. Uh, yeah, I think I think that's actually what he did with the tw- with the twin at the very beginning. And she was like,
1: "Yeah, that's why people don't like you, Ted."
3: Yeah, run. That no one your likes this sneak
1: attack kiss.
3: No. So the movie is he's about to fondle a titty. Uh the movie stops and now it's just the flapping sound of the right. film, right? And he's like, what the? And like obviously doesn't walk towards the projector, just is looking into the light blinded oh, right, by it. right, 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 right. Trying to figure it out when it. he's stabbed through the screen and the knife is brought down Rain. his spine. <laughs> so now we cut back to the shower couple bone in in the shower. Uh... Wow, this one's just like, kill, 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 kill. Girl, girl. Wow. So many. So, like, literally as they kept introducing characters, I was like, oh my god. Like, we've got, like, we got Trish and and Mama Jarvis and Tommy. Then we get two teenagers. Then four more teenagers. Then we get two twins. Then we get this other fucking hitchhiker guy. Like, it was, I was just like, oh my god. You're dead. You're dead. You're dead. You're all dead. Bam, bam, bam. So now we cut back to the shower couple and Sarah gets out. And Doug says, Sarah, from the other side of the Uh door, I think I'm in heaven. And Sarah says, I think I'm in love. Uh And Doug says, what? Uh She's like, nothing. Meet me on the bottom bunk. (laughs) (laughs) So now she heads into her room and he's singing in the shower and she pulls out her blow dryer and I was like, man, this era, I would have had the best hair in this era Oh yeah, because it was just all about frizz and big like, and whatever. Girls. And like literally she doesn't brush her hair. She's, she's, yeah, she's literally just, like, just making whole, it just bigger. Making it bigger. Right. It. And I was just like, man, I miss my hair era. So now we cut back to Doug in the shower. The lights go out. And he thinks it's Sarah. This is probably where we heard his sound effect, I bet. But (sighs) yeah. Um, And he thinks it's Sarah. And then she's like, Polly, and makes a joke about, oh, I'm going to drop the soap, Paul. And then hand smash through the glass. (gasps) Head smashed up against the tile. Crushes his skull. Like skler. That's some strength. Yeah. That's
1: some supernatural strengths.
3: Yeah, he can fly. He, he can, can crush, crush skulls. skulls. He's scary. So, never dies. Oof. Never dies. Yeah,
1: he's getting more scary s- as it goes on. He really is. He wasn't that s- I mean, he didn't no. he wasn't at first, but he wasn't him at first, but like, yeah. And
3: there wasn't any like supernatural in the second stuff one. Even.
1: There was no scary. And he like
3: couldn't even run. Yeah.
1: He could barely Remember? move in the second one. Yeah.
3: Now he's just gaining supernatural powers <laughs> all over the place. It's like every kill gives him more. Ma- every kill, Ma- every kill, kill gives, gives him more Ma- powers. powers. That makes sense. So now we back to-, back to blow dry. And I just wrote it's still very wet. <laughs> she stopped blow drying as if she was done. I was like, it's still the same wet <laughs> sure, but it's fine. And she goes to check on him in the bathroom. She knocks and she's like, I can't hear you singing anymore. Opens the door. He's dead. She screams. <clears throat> Do you remember the magical towel from like, yes, episode eight- two two? the boy? She is wearing. A magical, magical towel. fucking towel, <laughs> where she is flailing uh, and running, and there is not a nip slip to be found. That thing is literally sewed into her skin. It is on there so tightly. I
1: literally walk from like my closet to my bedroom, and my towel and falls, falls off me. Yeah,
3: one hundred percent. Run anywhere. Maybe we're just not tying our towels. Did correctly? we learn like, wrong? Maybe I guess. So towel, I. Tal stays on fully, no problem, is what I wrote. <laughs> she then runs downstairs, tries to leave, and the door is locked. Question seven, what do you do? What does Sarah do?
1: Okay. I run downstairs. The door is locked. hmm Like, requires a key from the inside kind of
3: thing? Uh, she's just... <laughs> <laughs>
1: sure. Kedron just made it a, a move of just, like, yanking at the door, basically. Yeah. Okay.
3: I don't know the mechanism by which it is closed, but she appears to be...
1: Because I'm like, by. I don't know, am I inside? I unlock the door and leave. Turn. Turn, <laughs> turn the turn, knob. Turn the,
3: yeah. Turn the lock? <laughs> yeah. Um, um,
1: I guess we'll assume it requires some type of key. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I will... Oh, fuck. Okay, okay, okay. I ran downstairs. Also, saw she didn't body.
3: even see... J- yeah, she only saw his dead body. She didn't see Jason.
1: Right. I'm going to yeah. run to the kitchen and grab all the knives. Okay. And start there. Okay. <laughs> She's going to... Continue to try the door handle until she gets killed?
3: (laughs) Yay! You answered.
0: Keep trying that door. Yay!
3: Nice job. Nice job. Thank you. So she keeps trying that that door. I'm proud of that one. Waiting to be murdered. (laughs) (laughs) Like <laughs> clockwork, here comes an axe through her chest. Goodbye. Uh, Sarah's dead. <laughs> truly. Nice job, kid. This is going to be a... <laughs> this is a high score for you. This is good. This is great. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Sarah's dead. Doug's dead. Paul's dead. Sam's dead. Ted's dead. Jimmy's dead. All I mean, of our honestly, teenagers are dead. Okay,
1: okay. I was like, truly, who's left? Because I really don't know. So, oh,
3: and... Are
1: both both the twins are gone? Yeah, okay. Both the twins okay. are gone. Yeah, so because all, like
3: the teen partiers are dead. Are all dead? Yeah, because twin number one got shadow stabbed. Twin number two got window thrown out stabbed, the window by flying, flying Jason. Windowed. Um, yeah.
1: uh, okay, so there's really just Rob and Trish and baby Tommy. Tommy left.
3: Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, cut to Tommy. Lights are on now. I guess he fixed him. Figured it out. With a knife that he stabbed the fuse box with, I guess. Oh, no, that was Rob. That's how Rob picks things. That Um, makes sense. And he's, Tommy, is Tommy doing this right now? Let's just say he's doing this right now. He's looking through Rob's uh, newspaper clippings. No, he's not looking through Rob's newspaper clippings right now because Rob's not here. Yeah, this is his house. Sorry. Uh, He's doing something, and all of a sudden, glass (gasps) comes through. Nope. Hand comes through Uh, glass on the door. Ah. It's Robin Trish. Uh, Okay.
1: (laughs) Why did they do that? Again,
3: (laughs) I understand that in the writer's room, they were like, let's throw this red herring out. Everyone's going to think that it's Jason's hand breaking through, but it's not. But I ask you. Why did they do that? (laughs) Why did they do that? Why didn't they, A... Knock. Why did it B, turn the knob? Normally See? get into her home. It's her home. It's her home. Her immediate response was to break a window pane and turn the knob from the inside. Okay. So despite saying that the house is always open. <laughs>
1: anyway. <laughs> so Well, maybe we missed the part of them trying the handle and, and, maybe. and her not having the key. And you know yeah. they cut that scene.
3: Yeah. Uh, didn't cut the scene where Sarah was trying the doorknob though. They kept that one.
1: (laughs) They spent (laughs) too much time on that doorknob situation, that door handle. They were like, ah, too much door handle, too much door handle. Cut
3: this one. Too much door handle. Cut this one. Correct. Yeah. Uh, so (laughs) it's Robin Trish and I just wrote, couldn't knock question mark, question mark. She then tries to use the phone. We then see outside Jason Hands ripping a phone box out of the that, side of the house. Oh. Okay. So question eight, what do you do? What What is? What do they do? So you, you're them. You didn't see Jason.
1: But the phone's rip, not rip working. The thing,
3: but the phone's dead. Yeah. Um,
1: I'm going to grab all of the knives and axes and mm-hmm. fire pokers and things. And... Run to the car and drive away and get help. Okay. They. Ooh, this one, I don't know. They're going to. They're going to. I'm going to say that. Okay. Because Rob is. Looking for Jason. Kill. Yeah. Um, so maybe he tells them to, like, stay here, and he goes outside looking for Jason. I don't
3: know. That's one and a half points. Rob says, I'm going over to the neighbors. Okay. Trish says, I'm going to. Tells Tommy, the 10-year-old. We now, we now know that there is a serial killer out there. <laughs> Ten-year-old, please stay in this house alone. I then said, where the fuck is the dog? <laughs> Who is looking out for this fucking dog? Well,
1: I was surprised that you
3: let the dog go before. You were like, oh, let's ju- figure out the lights first. Because she didn't even look to see if the dog was in the fucking house. It's dark. Like, she she literally just, like, didn't, like... Turn the lights on first. (laughs) (laughs) The dog might just be sitting in front of you. Like, I'm here. Hello? Turn the fucking lights on first.
1: Normally, that's your first thing that you do, regardless (laughs) of lights or no lights.
3: Yeah. So... I'm like, where's the fucking dog? We cut to Trish and Rob walking over the, to the neighbors. And I go, oh, there's the dog following you. So you're taking the dog to the murder house and leaving the 10-year-old alone, not even leaving him with the fucking dog. And I just wrote, leave the dog with Tommy, Jesus Christ. Or nobody go over to I'm getting I'm getting ahead of myself. There was a lot of choices made in this movie. So they go in. Rob immediately sees something and is like, he's been here. Right. Any of the many things that he would have seen. Rob tells her to take his weapon, his machete. So he hands the machete to Trish. They go into the house. The film is flapping, and they're looking around. They're like, "Okay, so where are the bodies?
2: Where
1: don't see any bodies?
3: bodies." So Rob says he's going downstairs. The lights are working, the thing is flapping, but he's going down into the dark, dark basement to look for Jason, I guess, look for the bodies, perhaps. Okay. With, with a teeny tiny little beam of light flashlight that we can't see anything with. Okay. And she tells Trish to wait with the dog up stairs. Okay. He heads down to the basement, smallest beam of light, and no more machete. Trish has the machete. Okay. Interesting choice. Uh, And we see a rat scurry in the pinprick of the flashlight. Um, And then back to Trish. Gordon is like, y'all are dumb. (laughs) This is fucking stupid. So he runs off whimpering, but she can't see him in the dark. So she can't see where he went. She thinks he went upstairs. She calls for him up the stairs where that window is, right? Uh Uh-huh. Cut to Gordon jumping out a window. Gordon! (laughs) What? He's like, goodbye. You guys are fucking idiots. Like through the glass? I'm fucking out of here. Yes. (laughs) Gordon's like, goodbye. You guys are so stupid. Okay. I am not going to hang around here waiting to get fucking macheted. By this fucking magical flying dude. Okay. So Gordon's Gordon's like I'm out. Gordon I Gordon his, aced. His our, nose is okay from that class. He he had paws first. Okay. So I I don't know. Gordon looked like a little fucking superhero to me. He was just like <laughs> goodbye. But it was quite a relief because I'm like okay I don't have to worry about Gordon anymore. Okay. Like Gordon's out of here. One would hope. So Trish now goes upstairs because it's still dark? Why is it dark, though? Just turn a light on. The thing is flapping. Like, that's how I know that there's power. Right, it... right. can <sighs> <sighs> yeah, <it> looks stressed. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Some Whatever. She goes upstairs. <laughs> Back to Tommy. Now Tommy is looking through Rob's newspaper clippings. Oh, uh, okay. okay? Like because he yeah. Back to Trish in the neighbor's house. She sees Kool-Aid blood spilling out from the bathroom. Uh, and she sees turns and sees someone stabbed into the wall.
1: Oh, yeah. Jason loves that.
3: But I don't know who it was.
1: Doesn't really Doesn't matter, it? does it? Doesn't
3: matter. A dead body stabbed into the wall. She then runs to get Rob. She goes down the stairs, like, halfway, right? Mm -hmm. And she's like, Rob, Rob, Rob. Rob runs up the stairs, falls through the slats of the wooden stairs. Okay. She's trying to get him out, drops the machete by accident. Oh, Trish. Gets free. He goes back down the stairs, presumably to get the machete. machete. Jason... Is waiting for him and just starts hacking away as Rob yells, Jason, he's killing me. (laughs) He's He's killing killing me. me. Trish, run. He's killing me. (laughs) (laughs) I love it.
1: I love it. I I love it.
3: Question (laughs) nine. What are you
1: doing? What is Trish doing? I'm going to run. I'm going to run. Okay. And I'm going to run. I'm going to uh, be like, Tommy, come outside. Come outside. Gordon, let's go. Get in the car and drive off. That's you? Yeah. Okay. She, Trish well, there's two answers, which is one, stand there and scream until Jason kills her. hmm Or... <laughs> <laughs> but I think they give her a bit more. I hope okay. so. I think, um, where there's, or there's, a, well, no, she would do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> would she? I don't know. It's <laughs> hard. It's really hard with these ones because you're like, yeah. oh no. Yeah. I think that, I think she listens and she also runs away.
3: Ketrin's eyes tell me this differently. Is one and a half points. Okay. I'm just going to tell you play by play what she does. Okay. No commentary. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. Okay. Okay. We left off. He's killing me. He's killing me. <laughs>
1: okay. Very clear what is happening. He's yes. Literally telling you.
3: Yes. That's a she bummer is, for
1: Rob. He came back it to, is a to avenge Rob. his sister and. And it didn't go well. This bitch drops his fucking machete and.
3: (sighs) Yeah, it didn't go well. It's a bummer. Um, So he says, Trish, run. He's killing me. Trish is is mid stair. Okay. Okay. So she runs up. Right. The half a staircase. She has the machete now. (laughs) How'd she get that? Magic. Okay. Stands at the top of the stairs. Okay. Holding the machete. Right. Looks down. Puts her hand in her face. Okay. Face in her hand. Right. Goes back. No. Down. Trish. The
1: stairs. Well, you know that that's the thing that I said. She wouldn't do that. It was that.
3: It was that. Yeah. So when the noise stops, she goes back down to the bottom of the stairs. Then turns around and goes back up. Tri- so we have half up, all the way down. Okay. Back up, halfway again where those slats are that broke. Yeah. Hand grab through the stairs, of course. I mean, obviously. That's where he just was, you killing saw- your friend. You knew it. That's where he just was, killing your friend. There's no out to the basement. So you know he's still there. Yeah. Um, that- those were her choices. That's what she did, okay? I'm just here to tell you the facts. So he has her grabbed. She chops at his hand with the machete. She gets away, runs and finds a twin, one of the twins. I don't know. She found a dead twin. Then finds Crispin. She opens the back kitchen door, and Crispin is nailed to the doorway, like blocking it. Oh. So she opens the door and it's like, you know, right. crucifix dead. Crispin. Blocking the door. Question A 10, what do you do? There. A big, big dead fuck hanging there. Question 10, what do you do? What does Trish do? So Crispin hanging at the do- the exit. Ooh.
1: I move past his body and run outside and again, call for my brother and get in the car and drive away. Okay. <laughs> it's concerning that you're asking a question at this point. So I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm concerned that she doesn't just move past his body. I I've seen Crispin Glover and I've seen a young Crispin Glover. Mm-hmm. He's a He's not a small, large fellow. Small fellow. Yeah. Slender. Slender man. Yeah.
3: Not as big as a doorway.
1: Not even close to as big as a doorway.
3: Mm-mm.
1: Pretty easy to just scooch on by. hmm Yeah. Okay. But she's probably too scared of the dead body, so I think she screams and turns around and goes back in
3: the house. One and a half points. Okay. I had another yes. thought
1: but okay I'm interested.
3: Was your thought grab a kitchen chair and throw it through the kitchen window? <laughs> no
1: that definitely wasn't it. That definitely okay. wasn't it. Great then uh, my thought was that she starts macheteing Crispin's body to try to yeah. get him out
3: the way. <laughs> Honestly that would have made more sense than what she did. <laughs> so she picks up a chair throws it out the kitchen window. Now mind you this is the kitchen window over the sink. Yes, you gotta so climb up So it's like, you there. have to climb yeah. up.
1: It's it's almost like you're getting into a raft naked. It's
3: it's almost not, like you're getting into a raft naked. It's almost like you chose the noisiest thing to do. Right. To alert the killer to where you are. Exactly you are. Where you are. Um, so she breaks the chair, breaks the window of the chair, and runs out the window. Okay. Um, back with Tommy. Oh. She made it. Uh, yeah. And she... And he... Opens the door for Trish. Okay. She goes in. She says, get hammer and nails. Oh, no. She starts nailing the door shut. Right. Uh, 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 I don't know how a nail nails a door shut. Do you know what I'm saying?
1: Um, I, I, I know what you're saying, but I think it does.
3: At what angle and oh, where in the Oh, it's just a nail.
1: She's not yes. nailing like a wood onto no.
3: it. No. She said oh, get hammer and nails. Well,
1: you know, there's like the little. I'd have to inspect the door a little bit more. I,
3: yeah. But there might be she, like
1: the little tiny lip. But.
3: Maybe. But something tells me that flying Jason who crushed a skull up against a wall. Yeah. Could get through a nail in a door. I think so. So regardless, nailing the door can fly and crush skulls, you know, but true. She did see some some Grizzly body grizzly things. Yeah. Uh like for instance, I'm a pretty strong girl. I don't know that I could lift a dead body up off the ground and stab stab it it into the wall.
1: Yeah, or hang it from the doorway.
3: Or hang it from the doorway. That says to me
1: super strength.
3: Super strength. To which I then say, I bet he can get through a nail. Yeah. 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 You're not wrong. You're yep. You're not wrong. So, Carter. thank you. So, hammering the door closed. Cut to Jason with Crispin, and he just moves Crispin out of the way. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I love this. Honestly,
1: I'm I'm applauding all of the writers, all 75 of them. I love
3: it. And and we actually get to see like so he's nailed, you know, his hands are nailed there. So like when he moves them out of the way, we kind of see like the nails like pull out of his hands. It was pretty gross. So now we cut to Trish locking the windows, you know, right. The glass windows. Gotta keep them Um, safe. That she was easily able to break just right. mere moments ago. Correct. But she's going to lock him. Rob is then thrown Uh-oh. through the window she just locked. Remember when you threw that chair? Samsie's yep. yep. With a stake in his head. Jason then grabs Tommy <gasps> through Tommy! the window. So... Jason ha- has Tommy in a bear hug because right, he's a right. bear. Um, and Tommy is like, yeah, he's killing me, <laughs> I don't think he that much. <laughs> but is yelling. So question 11. What do you do? What does Trish do? Machete him. You don't have the machete. What did I do with the machete? <laughs> you do have something. Hammer him, hand in
1: hand. I carried that machete through the window with me. Maybe she didn't.
3: Yeah. Two points. I was going to say which side of the hammer. She goes with the pointy side of the hammer into his neck. Okay. okay. Grabs Tommy. Jason pulls the hammer out of his neck, throws the hammer at her, and it, like, sticks in the wall uh, next to her. Okay. And she takes a, a beat to, to look at Jason and stare at him. For a second before continuing to run. Yeah. And Trish and Tommy then. Run up the stairs. Yep. To his room with all the monster masks.
1: That's how we're going to get
3: Jason. You'd think. (laughs) Uh,
1: (laughs) They then. (laughs) He's wearing the hockey mask this whole time, right? Yes.
3: Yes. Yeah. So they put a bookshelf in front of the door. Okay. Okay. Oh, it was a typo. Sentence was, they put bookshelf inferno of door, but it's in front of door. Okay. Banging on the door. Jason is now banging on the door. Uh Then it stops. (gasps) Where did he go? Jason then starts axing through Uh the door. Uh And they just stay put. (laughs) Waiting to get axed. Uh, Axes through the door, finds a hole, easily pushes the bookcase over. Just you know, just blows on it. (laughs) All right. And uh, Trish then grabs Tommy's TV off the wall and fucking Freddy Krueger's it over his head. Oh, nice. So now he's TV head. He falls backwards. And so he's now in the hallway on the ground. Okay. Okay. Nice. They then go. And look at him laying on the floor. Question 12. What do you do? And what does Trish do? Okay.
1: Well. Let's see. I know we like to stab forever around here. Do I have any stabbies
3: left? Where did my machete uh, go?
1: I'm so annoyed that it's not in know. my hand.
3: Yeah. Somebody has the machete. Maybe ro- the machete comes back later, but you don't have the machete right now. Okay. Ooh. But you
1: know it is there? The axe. I'm going to chop his mm-hmm. head off. Okay. Run to the car.
3: Get the dog. Drive away. Oh, the dog is long gone. The dog's <laughs> at the police station. <laughs> he's supermaned out of there. Yeah. The dog is in witness protection already. Um, okay. So that's you. What does Trish do? Does she... Oh, man.
1: Okay. So he's in the hallway.
3: The stairs are right next to his body.
1: Okay. So I feel like either, okay, I'm just going to say, um... it's so hard when I'm like, oh, is it like n- n- normal-ish or the dumbest mm-hmm. thing I can think of? Or the of dumbest thing I or... can Or somewhere <laughs> in between? Or, yeah. <laughs> I think... I think they just run down the steps, but maybe he's still alive and grabs them. I don't know.
3: One point. Okay. Again, I'm just going to tell you what happens. Okay. No commentary. (laughs) They slowly step out of the room. Okay. And they sort of have to step over and around Jason's giant magical body. Right. Trish says to Tommy, I'll get him out of the house. When I do, I want you to run like hell. So she steps over him very carefully, and he obviously wakes up, grabs his axe, and axes the wall next to her. Writers, you're fired. Uh, 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 you're fired. I'll get him out of the house. I'll get, I'll get him out of the out house. Of the, huh? What the fuck are you talking about? Oh, because, first of all, if you think he's dead,
1: you're going to drag, gonna this drag his body out body? of the house.
3: Why? And why? Why? Yeah, would and you do that. If you don't think he's dead, then what are you, what doing? Are you doing? He's currently unconscious, ma'am. You, he currently gave you a window of opportunity and you said, I don't need it.
1: I'll get him out of the house.
3: Why?
1: You get Why? out of the house. You get out, you of, the get out of the house. You leave him you, in the house. You get out and of the house. You get out of the
3: house. Yeah. 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 This is so, his
1: house now. He lives here. Yeah, it's,
3: He lives in this house now. Yeah. You
1: live forever. You have,
3: yeah. Gordon is outside the house going, these fucking idiots, <laughs> god damn it. Jump out I am the fucking out of here. window. I am Paul's taking first. myself to the shelter. I need a new family. So he obviously wakes up, acts as the wall. She kind of runs, you know, there, it's like that, uh, hallway but like there's a balcony over kind of thing like a railing Mm -hmm. so she runs like kind of away from the stairs as if she's trying to get Jason to vacate the stair area okay so that Tommy can run down the stairs I guess was sort of her plan um Jason then can't decide who to kill for a second he's like do I go for Tommy who's running down the stairs or do I go for right Trish Um, you gave an, oh, like it was kind of a smart move. I, uh, Trish didn't think of that. (laughs) That was, she didn't think of that. That was just dumb luck. Okay. So Jason can't decide who to kill. She then manages to, you know, uh, 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 get around him, I guess. And she runs down the stairs as well out the door to the neighbor's house again. We're just playing musical houses, okay? Runs to the neighbor's house. She goes in. He is now right behind her Mm -hmm. and just standing at the doorway, and they just stare at each other for a little while. Okay. Question 13, Uh, what do you do? What does Trish do?
1: I'm going to... I don't have anything, right?
3: Well, there's that mystery machete that's somewhere, but no, you don't have anything right now. Grab that yep. machete that I left by the sink. Yeah. <laughs> or wherever the fuck you left it.
1: <laughs> um,
3: Kim actually taped the machete to her hand. Yeah, I'm, I'm
1: Edward Machete Hands
3: now. Edward Machete Hands, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: okay. Where did Tommy go? Did I miss it? Tommy...
3: He ran away. Ran... Away. Okay, he's in one. He's in one of the houses. He's in one of the houses. Away.
1: Okay, yeah. he's away. <laughs> I guess that's yeah. all I needed. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm in the new. I'm in the other house. We're just mm-hmm. staring at each other. He's in the doorway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Why did I do this? These houses are the same, by the way. Like the layout. Oh, okay.
1: I mean, I don't know the difference between the houses at this point, so. Uh am I gonna do we I'm trying to think of what happened in the other house that I need to know about this house <laughs> I'm going to run and jump out Gordon's window
3: okay, what does trish do
1: did trish did trish did Gordon do that out of this
3: house or the other house? one of them. <laughs> <laughs> One of the houses.
1: Fuck <laughs> um, it, hand in hand.
3: Yay! <laughs> hey! I think he jumped out the window of his own house.
1: Okay, this but, is the other house.
3: Yeah. Okay, but she runs up the stairs. They stare at each other some more. Uh-huh. She turns. And Plums jumps out the, the window. Because <laughs>
1: this is not a broken one yet. So it's no. a new lead. Okay. So yeah. it must have been on there.
3: Yeah. And then falls to the ground in a, in a perfect crucifixion pose. Just arms perfectly out, symmetrical, legs pinned tightly together, toes pointed. On her back? On her back. Oh, yes. that's interesting. How'd you get there? She did a Simone Biles twist. She <laughs> yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. So she's unconscious on the ground. Uh, Jason looks out the window at her, right down at her. Oh, right? yes. We then see her slowly get up after having just fallen out a two-story window, jumped out a two-story window, landed flat on her back. And we now see she's going to head back to her house and Tommy is also back at his house giving himself a quick haircut. <laughs> You look confused. I'm sorry. You remember his mom in the beginning of the movie? She said, "You need a haircut." He thought, "Oh, now's the perfect time."
1: I mean, I didn't remember that part,
3: but mm-hmm. I didn't think it was important. It's giving himself a why. haircut. Okay. Let's find out. So, uh, so your reaction at this point in the watching is mine. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so. Tommy's splashing his face, and he's got the clippings of Rob's taped around the mirror. So he had a lot of time to really set some stuff up for himself. And he's now taking scissors and cutting his hair off. Trish walks in. Tommy calls to her and is like, Trish, or whatever— and Trish is, like, sobbing. She's like, you were supposed to leave. Jason is now at the door. Okay. And she is, has her back to him. But you can tell that she senses him. Yeah. So now she grabs a stick, fire poker, something whacking at him. It's the machete. <sighs> Where would the machete come from? magically appeared in her hand right when she needed oh, it, I well, guess. Oh, well, I had it
1: taped to my hand, so.
3: You had it taped to your hands. <laughs> um And so whacking away at him, but like as if he's a fly that she's swatting away and he's just sort of uh, slowly uh. progressing like it's the second movie. Okay, okay. And Tommy's upstairs giving himself a haircut. Trisha's swatting away. Um And this is where I went, oh, it's the machete. She hung on to it. <laughs> so... uh Now she's swatting away, and she chops his hand in half, like, between his fingers.
2: It was really gross.
3: Cut back upstairs. Tommy is now lathering on some shaving cream and giving himself a real close shave. He's, like, bicking his head. Balding. Bicking his head. Yeah. Balding himself. Listen, that takes a minute. What's happening? Yeah. So just the top. Okay. So here comes Jason again. I'm sensing a
1: thing, but okay.
3: Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Here comes Jason again. Wax at him. I wrote hits light. Uh, Maybe a lamp. Maybe that's what I was writing. I'm not sure. He's now on top of her. Okay. okay? And they're struggling. She's fighting him off. We then hear Tommy yell, Hey, Jason. Turn to him. He has shaved his hair, cut his hair to look like
1: the baby Jason. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So once I realized what he was doing, I was like, okay, this is why we needed time for a haircut. That being said, you did that with the quickness, son. Yeah. Like, this was a matter of maybe four minutes. (laughs) Yeah. And so he's standing on the stairs and he's like, remember me, Jason? Remember me? And Jason kind of like reaches out to him, like not aggressively, like kind of yeah, cocks like his me? head like a puppy. Yeah. Reaches out to him. Question 14. What do you do? What does Trish do in that moment? Machete him! Hand in hand! Double ding! So Trish grabs the machete. She hits his mask off. Right. Do we Drops see? the machete. Oh. Uh. Cause she didn't tape it to her hands and we see his (laughs) face and it's so scary (laughs) and she backs away. But little baby Tommy, he picks up that fucking machete. Jason turns and Tommy machetes him in the head. (laughs) And then he like, Jason falls and he falls so that the machete goes through his eyeball, Ouch. like he seppuku's himself through the eyeball. Yeah,
1: final Bro, chapter. Is,
3: no, dead. seppuku is when you disembowel yourself, right? That's he just falls on the sword. That's stabs. What it is. Yeah. stabs. Yeah, stabs. Uh, stabs himself. It stabs himself. Yeah. Stabs himself. yeah. Um, Trish then so machete through the eye. through the eye. Okay. Trish then hugs Tommy and she's crying and crying. And then we see just his pinky uh, move. Oh, Question 15. What are you doing? What does Tommy do?
1: Is the machete still available for use? I'm, I'm a little confused as to like where it is.
3: For the purposes of this, somehow... You were able to lift Jason's body off, (laughs) remove the machete from his eye, put it down and hug your sister in the flash of a light. (laughs) Just giving you a little context.
1: Um, I'm going to chop his head off.
3: Okay, Hand in hand. I'm going to give you one point. I thought about giving you a half a point, but really your answer of chopping off the head, he doesn't do. And like, that is the thing that I feel like now we're talking final chapter. shit. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. What he does is Tommy just goes batshit and just starts hacking, hacking at him forever. I would have even taken stab. He's hacking. okay, and going crazy. And I'm like, go, Tommy, go, Tommy. Trish is like Tommy what are you doing Tommy and this is all in slow-mo right right, and I'm like he's hacking up the serial killer bitch what (laughs) what the fuck do you mean what are you doing like you're welcome Trish but she's like no what are you doing and Tommy is just yelling die 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 freeze frame cut to Trish in the hospital the doc is saying That she needs shoulder surgery. And she's like, but you haven't answered my question. Neither of you. Because there's a police officer standing there too. And the doctor says, yes, I know. Often during extreme duress, people are capable of extreme behavior. He was just protecting himself. He'll be just fine. So I'm like, were you concerned at the overreaction of Tommy who hacked away at the man who just killed Upwards of a dozen people. (laughs) Is that what you're concerned about? I feel like
1: she's like, well, he went crazy and now he is going to be a Michael Myers.
3: Yeah, me too, bitch. Me too, bitch. (laughs) I judge you for not going crazy. (laughs) So she says, doctor says he'll be just fine. She says, can you send my brother in? Tommy comes in and for a second, he's just kind of standing in the corner like a little creep in the shadows. And then he comes over and hugs her. And we the camera's on his face over her shoulder. And he's got his eyes closed. And then we just see. Credits. Oh, for you guys are listening. I opened my eyes real wide in a real scary way. And then <laughs> credits. Okay. The end. Final Yay. chapter. That was it. That was our last Friday the thirteenth. It's over. That was so fun. I right. this is one of my favorite things that we do. I know and I, I really think you got a good score. So let me total your points. Hi Sammy.
1: So we heard a rumor that you're not signed up for our awesome Patreon yet.
3: What? Where are you getting your bone con then?
1: It's cool, it's fine. You can still subscribe. Just hit the link in the show notes or search for us on Patreon. We're right there.
3: We've got all kinds of bone con.
1: That's bonus content.
3: We've got mini sods, postmortems and Q&As all live streamed. Polls, prizes, merch, and just a general smorgasbord of KK Sam. So join us
0: or else
3: Damn bitch. You ready? What's up? For your dead or alive's, you got eleven out of fourteen. That's I mean spectacular for me. Spectacular. For your questions, you got twenty-four out of thirty. Nice. For a total of thirty-five out of forty-four. Yes, bitch. That is an incredible score. Really nice job.
1: I mean, I've had three previous movies to pra- to practice to be honest. So,
3: Yeah. Yeah. This one was um Was it the most ridiculous? I don't know if it was the most ridiculous. But it was pretty ridiculous. <laughs> it felt pretty pretty funny. ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, um, Friday the 13th part four that was, that was incredible. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. So as Kim said at the beginning, we're, uh, taking two more episodes off and then we'll be back and we love you Mm. so much. Um, don't forget to rate, subscribe and review. You can join our Patreon so you can watch these episodes. Um, and uh, what else? Join our Facebook group. It's getting fun over there. Uh, what else do we do? Follow us at KK Sam Podcast. And oh, and we have soon the finale episode of the first season of our other podcast, Kim and Cat Survive the Cellar. Will be out soon. Yeah, so you can be catch really fun. up on
1: the first season of that if you haven't listened yep. yet. Thank you so much to Black Women Are Scary and Dusky Projects. Um, Go listen to their podcast. Uh, You can still donate to their second season if you would like. They're amazing. Um, This has been Kim and Cat. Stay Alive. Maybe. So until next time.
2: Stay alive. (laughs) Goodbye. Did you hear that, Katrin? I I heard that (laughs) one. (laughs) Goodbye.